Is this what you wanted? Sammy Hagar Sammy Hagar Is this what you wanted, man? Make me a deal and make it good for me I won't get full of myself so I can't afford to be This is small town music This is big town music He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it only he could prove it Well, tomorrow's just a song away A song away A song away Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Kyle Dotson. And joining us in the guest co-host chair. He was here a few months back for an all Guns N' Roses Welcome to the Jungle episode. That's not it. An all Guns N' Roses Appetite for Destruction episode. That's what that album's called. He's back. He's the host of the 40-Year-Old Boy podcast. His name is Michael Schmidt. Hello, Michael. Hi. I, you know, I'd like to come back for an all-Welcome to the Jungle episode. Just, just listen to that song? That song and all the covers, like anybody, any incarnation of it. What if we just listen to it in 10-second increments and, oh my and, God. and dissect it? it. <laughs> just dissect it the fuck out of it. I cannot wait to talk about Cowbell for four hours. <laughs> Holy <laughs> Jesus Christ. You think you think Stephen Adler wakes up hearing it in his head? It has to, right? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> We are uh, now for for people listening. It's uh, it's February, but for us, it's uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, we're recording this. Or I don't know how you handle your business. It seems weird. Are you hoping like to die he's, and he's, release these posthumously? He, Kyle is eventually moving to New York City, uh, so he. I'm trying to bank as many with him before he goes. Now, are you interviewing uh, producers for no, when he no, goes? No, no, I have a, I have a guy that's gonna. Um, we got a guy. Talk we to got him. a guy. Wait, so wait. I'm not allowed to work with that guy? Is that what it is? I, only I can work with Kyle and the no, guy No, no, you bail? can work with that guy, but hmm. but the, hmm. first of all, the equipment's still at the house. It's easy for us. It's hard sure. for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like this working at the house. I, I do. You know, this, this this room has uh, good acoustics in it. It does. And the studio, I mean, the studio's always nice and it's nice. close to my place, but uh, but this is, you know, this is very rocky. I mean, yeah. have you ever put pictures of this up so people see where you're recording? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, like taking this pictures. This is a stuff. fucking shrine. It's gorgeous. But we, uh, but Nancy Wilson's not going to come here. Hey, want to come up to my man cave? Wait a minute. Who was, I thought that was her downstairs that I talked to. Is That, that not, was my wife. Oh, I apologize. What I'm if so you sorry. walked in and Nancy Wilson was in my, and <laughs> Pilar barefoot. Were, and were baking cookies? Oh, no. She's barefoot in a man's shirt and nothing else and, and making eggs. Wow. Oh, okay. Shelly Long style from Night Shift. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'm on board Shelley with Nancy Long Wilson. Shelly Long was a prostitute. As, well, Nancy Wilson, you got to be a little bit of a prostitute if you're in the arts and entertainment industry, <laughs> don't you? About that. <laughs> Um, so here's what we're doing with you today. First of all, how did you spend your Thanksgiving? Uh, I, you know, I cooked and I, I had, uh, some cooked fun, at your house? some football. I did. Yes. Did you cook a turkey for yourself? Well, no, you know, it's this Swanson's? Sound terrible. Was I, it Swanson's? My, th- on Monday I, I was going to, cause I'm by myself. I'm like, all right, I'm going to cook, mm. but I'm going to cook. Cause Thanksgiving is Eric Carmen style. <laughs> all by myself. All absolutely. By okay. Uh, but it's wheelhouse for me. So I'm like, I, I love Thanksgiving. Love the food. Um, Monday I find out my oven doesn't work. Uh, oh, and it's too late to get, you know, to get an oven, Carlos. <laughs> well, I don't have to buy a fucking oven. It's like, it's an apartment. So they got to come in and fix it. But their guy is never going to, you know, he's yeah. Santa Maria. It's Thanksgiving or whatever the fuck. <laughs> so I can't get him over to fix anything. Not racist. So <laughs> I don't know. No, he really, if you met him, you'd know what I'm talking about. I know. But, That's um, how he talks. Sure. But I happen to have ground turkey in my freezer. Arriba. <laughs> Absolutely. So I brought that up, thought it up. 
And then I sauteed that with some sage and some thyme and okay. some rosemary and some so onions. So the oven doesn't work, but the stovetop Yeah, is, the stovetop works. Now do, do you, you, now, do you always use a Simon and Garfunkel sign <laughs> to... Uh, <laughs> it's like giving. I got to go to my music background and I got to go ahead and bring that out for a recipe, certainly. <laughs> uh, so I did. I whipped that up because that's all Thanksgiving flavors. Bang, bang, bang. Mm -hmm. uh, I made some rice, made some mac and cheese. I was a carb fest. I mean, I went well, off. I'm hoping in keeping with this episode today that for dessert you had pound cake. <laughs> oh my God, of course I did. And I stirred my mashed potatoes with a drill. <laughs> So that worked out perfectly. That's not a drill. I don't think either one of us can do a drill. Uh, you, you can do a drill because you did a drill in our sketch at load a billion years ago. There you go. Okay, I see. You can totally do a drill. How dare you doubt yourself? So you, you age and you're like, ah, oh, the first thing that goes is the drill impression. Yes, that's right. How did I forget that I did a drill 22 years ago in, in a sound stage? I'm insulted. You don't remember everything we've ever done together, quite frankly. It's, it's difficult and part of it I want to block out. <laughs> all right. Look, this will without a doubt be our last Van Halen episode ever. First of all, we did, we did a Van Halen episode with you. We did. Yes. And then we, uh, then we did a David Lee Roth episode with a guy named Rob Mills, who's an executive at ABC, and he just is crazy about the David Lee Roth era uh, of, uh, of uh, Van Halen. Did and he also do the solo stuff? And we did the solo oh, stuff, too. Oh, I'm jealous. Then we've had Sammy on the show, so we've covered, yeah, that's, we've covered the done. solo work. <laughs> so now the only thing left to cover is Van Hagar. Right. How do you feel about when people call it Van Hagar? I hate it. Do you? Yes, truly, I do. I hate it. The band is Van Halen. Eddie and Alex are in the band. It's Van Halen, the end. I, I, and I get it. I know exactly why they're doing it. The reason I don't like it is because it's become a pejorative. Yeah. Everybody's like, Van Hagar. They, they say it with like, you know, there's bile in their mouth. They're like so upset. And it's like, nah, they, you know, it's, it's different from yeah. the stuff Dave did. Right. But it's still really good stuff. Let me throw this out to you. Sam yes. Halen. <laughs> that's up. I like that. You okay Thinking with that? I immediately think of Halloween three and those masks. <laughs> right. I know. I, I go Sam Hain immediately. Yeah. So I think of that guy, Patrick O'Hurley. He said, Sam Halen. Have you talked to that guy? <laughs> That'd be perfect. Uh, and that, oh, I won't get into Halloween three because we're, it's Thanksgiving weekend in February. So yeah. It's when February. I kept going Come backwards. Now, if you want to talk about the upcoming holiday of uh, Valentine's Day, feel free. <laughs> sure. Why not? It's right around the corner. <laughs> Literally. Do you want to know how many episodes we have recorded? I do. Okay. I think one. we all do. You've got to remember you're talking to other people too. Good. They're okay. <laughs> they drink, they just, uh, we have an ASAP club, so those people are, are getting pissed because they're like, I've got 15 episodes to listen to. And this is too much. Real quick, let me ask you this. With, a, with an a ASAP, have you ever thought about sending them a banked one? Like, could you send them this one Thanksgiving weekend so they hear it now and then in February it comes out? Like, that's really ASAP. They have them all. Yeah, that's what that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, they get all the bank stuff. They're going to get this tomorrow. I thought you meant that they get it Monday of the, like when you release it on no, Thursday. No. Oh, that's they pretty cool. It, they get it. Immediately. These people got like a library of rock I know. That's amazing. Well, let me see. One, You're actually two, outpacing three, them. Four, that makes me five, laugh. They're sick of you six, sending seven, stuff. seven, eight, nine. There's 10. We're going to be recording next Sunday, year in review, and uh, possibly with April this week. So there'll be like 12 banked. AP. <laughs> you got to get her in under the uh, the wire too, because she's bailing. It's it's either this week or or no, or I got to go to uh, Manchester, England, and record with her. Oh, dude, that's her element. You got. Uh, let me ask you seriously. Yeah, she moves there. How soon before she's just straight Cockney? Like she just talks like, like one of those people. <laughs> I don't she know. Just, she's going to give herself over to, because you know, she, she's know. the best. She's going to get there and, and immerse herself in that culture. No, we will and immediately out. be like, hey, Govna. She's going to be that person. I don't know. I, I hope to go over there and ride in the lift with her. <laughs> oh, really? And so, I don't mean lift. I mean the elevator. Certainly. Will you stay at her flat? Uh, it depends on how clean the loo is. <laughs> <laughs> now she's getting married. Is that what I heard? 
uh, yeah, you probably have to get on the tube to get over there. Uh, oh yeah, of course you. Well, to the wedding. I mean, I, <laughs> you're just, um, and I, I keep thinking, what's her wedding going to be like? Billy Bragg walks her down the aisle. Oh, Tony Visconti does the ceremony. Who knows? Yeah, who I, knows I, what's going to? Dave Grohl's best man. Generation X plays the. Uh, the <laughs> who knows? Gen X, right? Yeah, it's that's, that's idol and yeah. uh, the yeah. idiot from Zig Zig Sputnik. Right. <laughs> I'm sure he appreciates that. The guy Tony, what's his name? Tony. I don't know who's in Generation X. I it love was, Billy Idol, but I don't know about. This. Yeah, it was Billy Idol. And then it was the to- Tony, whatever his name is. That, Tony, it was because Billy was, Idol. Is it Tony, Tony, Tony? It, well, they've done it again, certainly. Uh, <laughs> but Gen X, you know, Billy Idol went on to be Billy Idol. Right. But then, but he was in Gen X. And then all, all those other guys just, just started firing away with any band they could possibly do to try to stay and keep up and keep a toe in the music well, industry. When you lose the coolest thing That's about your right. band, you're fucked. Yeah. You're like, because, and imagine if you're in a band and there's Billy Billy Idol and he brings all of that brooding nonsense and the voice yeah. and the hair and you're just like that guy better never leave or we are ruined man Br- brings the abs the lip yeah. the hair the fist all of it everything brings the eyes without a face yeah and and then you're in the band and you're just like oh god he can't leave us he cannot we'll be in this garage forever yes please Tony don't. James Tony James Tony there you go James never heard of him he goes here the rocket red you should do a whole Zig Zig Sputnik show well the ASAP club would immediately cancel they would all say nope <laughs> do not send that to us please uh, yeah it's so funny too the ASAP club like I send I send them out via WeTransfer and then I can see the guys that immediately download it they're like they're all in you should do one and then send it to the ASSAP club all Zig Zig Sputnik if possible <laughs> or as damn it as I blew it the ass club yeah. that's a whole different club Mike <laughs> and that costs a lot all more right. money alright I don't blame you no other right. April's leaving here we go let's do it what else is happening with you? How's your podcast going? 40-Year-Old Boy is great. You can find it online. I'll tell you later. I'm yeah, sure you'll ask me. But uh, it's, it's doing good. Everything's fine. Everybody's Wait, happy. You got a lady in your life? Uh, Love life? Any, no. Anything, nothing happening? No, I just went and saw the struts. If you want to talk about music, you want to talk about music-related uh, stuff. Was that fun? It was fantastic. They were. Fa- it was great to be in a room with a band that wasn't uh, as old as me and can't move. Or lip-syncing. Yeah. Every, every time I go to a... Let a, me tell you, you know, something. I can't take lip syncing. <laughs> I don't want anyone lip syncing. You got to go play live. What you guys don't know is Pat's actually just moving his mouth. That's a lip drink. That's a sync track in the in the laptop. What I did earlier is I recorded this and now I'm moving my mouth to it. Yeah, Kyle just hits a button. It's just He's got a Paul button on the, on the laptop. Stupendous. Control alt Stanley. Uh, but yeah, so the struts, it was to see a band that was vital yeah. and vibrant and could sing and was and was amazing and sweating and working. Where were they playing? Uh, I went to the House of Blues in Anaheim. Wow. Yeah, and it was one of those deals where it just it went on sale like a, I'm buying these. I bought I bought two tickets I bought my uh that girl my friend Randy who I mm-hmm. I've gone to shows with and uh, it was fantastic. It was you should get Randy. I How much is a Struts ticket? 40 I think it was. 40. That's not bad. No, no. And you know that's a lie. It could have been they might have been 28 each or something like that. You know what? Free yeah, <laughs> I didn't really go. <laughs> no, and there's you know two thousand people. It was sold out, and it was it was good, man. They, and they were, they killed it, dude. They were so good. The new album's really good. How many people are can be held in that place? Two thousand in this. In that's the, a big. That's bigger than the House of Blues was on Sunset. You always get fooled though with gen with the general admission pit, mm-hmm. you know, because you you think to yourself, well, it doesn't look like there's a lot of people there, but there's a thing, it might be a thousand people in the no, pit. You true. know what I mean? So it's and it extended way back, and there was a balcony deal, and it was just it was no. great. But again, to be in a room with a band that was really, like I said, in the in the now, mm-hmm. you know, I see a, and I look, I love my old bands, nostalgia. We go see those guys, like I said, sure. see and Kiss. We're talking about going to see Iron Maiden. Sure. Um, but, but to see a band that's right in it, you know, 29 years old and and ripping it. And what we hope is that when Struts fans are our age, that the Struts will still be out there doing it for them. That's the fear with 
mu- the music industry now is that a band like the Struts won't be won't be able to have a financial career. Right. It's so you like know they'll still have to work at a bank <laughs> or, or during the week, or or they'll just dissipate into nothing. And and you know you we have these bands that have, that yeah. were legendary that we hold from our youth. Yeah. But if you're a Struts fan mm-hmm. now at 15, if the Struts are gone in three years, yeah. you know they got to find the new Struts or the new Greta Van Fleet or the new right. uh, you know. Uh, who did I hear? Just Fast Eddie and the Iron Lungs, some band I heard the other day or something like that. Don't like that name. Because <laughs> I think of Fast Eddie Clark from Fastway. Oh, but then, oh, well, say what you will about them, but they're it's a pretty decent band. Like, for example, uh, Pat Benatar's original drummer, who's on like the first four or five albums. Is that Myron Grombacher? Yeah, sells Porsches right here, uh, three blocks from my house on Ventura Boulevard. No way. Yeah. Oh, he's a creepy looking dude too. I'd buy a Porsche just to get him to stop talking. <laughs> like I'd sign <laughs> the piece of paper. He's really to skinny and pale and he has red hair. And yeah, he yeah. Looked, when he, his drumming style was very eclectic and unique. I think sometimes he's standing, sometimes he's sitting. Yeah, he was, that was the whole deal. He was like a weird, crazy guy. It was like, you, yeah. you couldn't take your eyes off him because he was bananas. You're like, and that's bad in a drummer. Right. Like literally there's a front woman for a reason, dude. <laughs> and, uh, and he came along with uh, Neil because I think they played with, um, who's the guy that uh, wrote Hang On Sloopy? Uh, no, I know. Jeez. Uh, Rick Derringer. Rick Derringer. Okay. Yeah. Rick Derringer wrote Hang On Sloopy? Uh, no, he didn't. He recorded Hang <laughs> On Sloopy. Say, he recorded second. it with, uh, the, with the McCoys. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Burt Burns uh, wrote Hang On Sloopy. Okay. Look at you, knowledge. That's because his son, Brett Burns, was on the show. Right now, a ton of people are at home <laughs> and, and the ASAP club just going, I could not wait to get this information about who wrote Hang On Sloopy. Thank <laughs> God it got thing. here as soon I as could, possible. I actually couldn't wait to get wrong information and then it'd be, and then it'd be <laughs> and then immediately corrected. corrected. I'm glad that it was dropped three months in advance. <laughs> All right, here we go. 1986, March 24th. That's when Van Halen releases... 5150. Yes. Named after what, Mike? Uh, that is police code, certainly in California, for an escaped mental patient. And it then became known as... It's, well, it's Eddie's studio, 5150 in his backyard. Where him and his crazy brother Alex <laughs> would hold up like mental patients. And Don Landy would show up and try to officiate brawls and bring drugs. How many cigarette butts are in 5150 studio at any given moment? I, I, I think... <laughs> It, it, honestly, other than the La Brea Tar Pits, I can't think of a place that's more of a carbon footprint than Eddie's 5150 studio. It has to be ridiculous. You would have to buy like five brand new shop vacs and go in yeah, there. right? Like, I wouldn't even want to be in, because I know it's so gross in there. Well, not now. Everything's not yellowed. Now. Everything's yellowed. All the knobs are just yellowed. How does Don know which knobs to move? Oh, he just moves the yellow ones. <laughs> he pushes that. Yeah. That, Whatever. We, we had to put it like they had to put a spot of tape on the one that he could turn because everything else is just <laughs> fucking the smoke has fried them into place. Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's you know, they were that's had a life of debauchery and, and cigarettes. Know. And I mean, I'm Christ. The guy lost half a tongue for fuck's sake. So I mean, of course, he's, he was ruining his studio. He didn't care much about the studio. If he didn't care much about his tongue. <laughs> that's true. Uh, 5150 is the first album with lead singer Sammy Hagar. And, uh, and it's a story often told. How did they meet Sammy Hagar? How did Eddie Van Halen meet Sammy Hagar and have this band gestate? Because they had the same, uh, Porsche mechanic, right? Claudio, <laughs> Claudio. You, you need to call Sammy. You should call Sammy. You need to call Sammy. Uh, you go, you know, band no more. You should call Sammy. <laughs> Hey Claudio, fix my fucking car and now stay it, out of the studio. No, who so, but who <laughs> sold them the Porsches? Was that the Oh, my my oh, Rombacher. Of course it was the Porsches. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, and so and that's what they did. They just some who called who? 
I'm sure Eddie and Alex or they had their their manager or somebody or maybe even Landy or somebody call them call and then um, uh, and also they had the connection. Ted Templeman was friends with with both of them too. Yeah, Ted Templeman produced uh, an album for Sammy called VOA. And so one of those things there, I'm sure they were always in each other's orbit. You yeah, know what I mean. And Sammy then, says they always played Van Halen on the tour bus. How could you not? Yeah, I just I just had a friend post on like Facebook. He's like I he goes I don't have any songs by Van Halen that I like. Which, first of all, fuck you for announcing this in a public forum. That's a guy that just wants to be super cool. Well, he's a young guy or whatever, and that's fine. He's a, and, and so I, I literally, I, the only comment I wrote, I just wrote, come on, Rick, give me a break. Um, because I can say, what are you doing? What I wrote, doing? might as well jump off yeah. of the roof, <laughs> you jerk. But to me, that's, they're, they're, they're just stick to your ribs rock from yeah. when we were, when we grew yeah. up. That's, yeah. they're, they're part of the, the, the holy yeah. genesis of what we like. You know, and I understand if you don't like it, if you went away into a different thing and you were like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's not my deal. Um, but but you you're just being a, a, a curmudgeon if you're like, ah, I don't yeah. like it because they were fun. They yeah. were great. Yes. And 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 look, when you get into the Sammy Hagar era, everybody's got their beefs and I understand and we'll get sure. to that, I'm sure. Sure. But as far as the band with Dave, I mean, that just you you can't argue that they were ubiquitous. They no, were those albums so were too short. Yawn. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Diver Down had what nine cover tunes and one one original, but but it was the, like Little Guitars is fantastic. That's right. the thing. It's like they might they they dude they shit out an album in eleven minutes. I know, and it's still got three classic fucking songs on it. So imagine if they applied themselves, but they don't have to apply themselves because they're goddamn rock stars. Why would you apply yourself if you were a rock star? So fifty one fifty comes out. Yes, they hire Sammy Hagar. They do. I'm. I think. Wait, wait. Hold, I think you got to flip that. I think. I think they hired Sammy Hagar first. And then fifty one fifty came. And they didn't release the album first. I'm guessing right. you might be right. I, I don't. You didn't look, do a lot of research for this. You could be getting misinformation. About <laughs> uh, and I'm pretty sure that this album, the music was all written. Oh, I don't doubt I, that. I think the music was all written, and Sammy came in and just scattered out. They just played it, and he just scattered out lyrics, and that was yes. that was basically it. Well, there's the the famous note about um, at the at the end of fifty one fifty, Sammy hits a note, and and it's and it's. It's as it's fading out. If you listen to it, and they—that was one of the first things he did in the studio when mm-hmm. he came. And they had—they were like—they gave him stuff to sing, and they were just like hit the hit the back of the studio on it because Dave was yeah. always Dave was limited as a vocalist. Certainly. Dave is limited as a vocalist, but he's an entertaining uh, person on stage. But we've both said that Sammy and Dave, in their own way, are both clowns. Yeah. So and, and they're, they're both yeah. they're frontmen. Both of them are frontmen. Yeah. They're unique yep. and different in what they do. Different, but they but they're absolutely both rock frontmen. And Sammy has no beef with Dave. I don't, does he? I don't think, I, I, mean, I don't keep track anymore because it turned into such a mess. I don't think he, I don't think he really mess. ever did. Because remember the Sam and Dave tour? He wanted to, he was hoping they would do stuff together. But in the last, the last four or five years, when they got back together with Dave, he started to really go after him. He started to really talk about how pathetic it was and he didn't yeah. sound good. You know, then, then he turned bitter. But I think that's because he's defending Mike. He's defending Mike and he's also defending his time in the band because yeah. they, they just, they don't play it anymore. They, and he's like, I'm not going to be erased from history. Yeah. We made, because again, if you look at the, pla- you know, the, the sales mm-hmm. lists, the, the the albums with Sammy, other you know, obviously than 1984 and then and then the original debut Van Halen. This, the albums with Sammy sold more than yeah, and any of the other and albums. All of Sammy's albums went to number one, even if they didn't sell. Yes, you know, di- ten million like uh, Van Halen one and uh, nineteen eighty four both sold ten million copies. Yeah, and Van Halen two I think is also very successful like sell- sales wise. And also the thing is, Dave w- Dave would never sing a Sammy song, but Sammy. And it, what, he didn't, he's saying, you know, when Sammy sang Jump, it's, it's weak. It's not, that's a signature Dave song. It just doesn't work. But he just vamped his but way But he would do it. it. He did it because he knew the fans wanted to mm-hmm. hear it. That's the one thing you can't take away from Sammy is he's yeah. always like people, 
I'll he's he's a yeah. fucking Saint Bernard. And some of the ones that he would do were were fine. I was fine with um uh, ain't talking about love. You know, some of them he would do fine. Well, but, but that's it's not another, the same. But, but those are songs you let the crowd sing anyway. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not you yeah. know, and and Dave wasn't Bob Dylan. You know what I mean. It's not right. like you've got to really bear down or or really or Morrissey or somebody like right. that. You really got to concentrate on the on the the lyric. Um, they're party songs, you know. Yeah. So Sammy's like all of a sudden he's like, well, no, nah, Sammy's I'm, a party guy too. Yeah, he's the new party guy. So yeah. he's like, all right, well, let's do it. And then he'd have the crowd and get them involved and right. stuff like that. And he didn't mind doing it. Whereas Dave was a little more, uh, uh, and, and it, it's funny to me because again, Dave, Dave left. Dave was like, ah, fuck this. I'm going. You got, you got a lot of people whispering. I'm going to be a movie star. He's going to be a movie star. He's going to be bigger. And then he shop, got, shop, bada bop. And he got mad at them for not falling apart. I know. Yeah. Which is the weirdest thing. I mean, I get that instinct yeah. because that's very, it's very high school, mm-hmm. but he was almost like, he thought, he thought Van Halen with Eddie and Alex Van Halen was going to mm-hmm. stop being Van Halen. Halen yeah. And that makes no fucking sense. Yeah. He knows uh, it's not called Lee Roth, right? <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't know you know what? what he Who knows? I don't think he ever looked at the bass drum. Tyler, <laughs> look at his desire. See how many copies Eat and Smile sold. I'm just curious. And because that came out in, you know, summer of 85, right? That came out before 19, uh, before when, you, when did that come out? When did it come out? Uh, it's right under the album cover. I know, but I just, uh, 86. What, what, but exactly when? July 7th, 86. Okay, so that Eat comes Eat Smile? Out. Yeah, so that oh, comes so out. Oh, comes out after 5150. Album, after 5150. Album went to number four. Okay, how many copies did it sell? I don't have Four. Yeah, you do. Scroll up. Well, you and I bought to one where each. it says, um, go back to the, uh, the page before that. And you have to click on where it says discography. Um, this is fun for everyone navigating. Well, I'm just, well, I can do it then. You guys talk. Should I grab my phone and look it up? Cause then the three of us will be, we'll be doing something. I'm looking it up right now. That's you, funny. You guys have to talk while I'm looking it up. 86. It's weird. Cause in my brain, I had transposed them where, where Sammy or, or for, where Dave, you know what? Because Sammy and Eddie played farm aid in, in you come to this page, like this probably page. 85. Okay. So Edom and smile went platinum. Okay. And 5150 sold six million copies yeah it went it went six times uh, so so yes he's upset about that for sure well yeah i I mean and because he you know he thought he was the draw and then he got smacked in the face that it's the music that's the draw it's but but also his album's fantastic it is great i love yeah i love it by billy sheehan i mean i I I forget it it's that album's really good and dave is dave he's really good um it's his it's his best solo album though yeah, I, I like Skyscraper a lot. I think it's really good. And I, I, also, I like a little eight enough, which is also great. Yeah. I mean, Showtime, it's Showtime is a Van Halen song. It's, it's Showtime. It is an absolute Van Halen song. Um, but yeah, so I, I, March 24th is when, when Van Halen comes out. So it comes out mm-hmm. five months before, you know, four months before yeah. Dave. And uh, so then he's probably got all this weird pressure. Where he's like, well, I got to live up to that because yeah. again, it was a huge hit. I mean, I, I remember hearing, uh, why can't this be love? Because again, before the internet and all that stuff, stuff just showed up. Yeah. So all of a sudden, why can't this be love is on the radio? And yeah. I was like, holy Jesus, what, this is amazing. Coming up, new Van Halen. You're like, new Van Halen? Yeah, yeah. That to- can't be right. Totally David different. Lee Roth quit. And then I remember at the time, too, everybody thought they were changing their name to Van Hagar. And it was mm-hmm. just like, uh, yeah, no, that's never happening in a billion years. It's still Eddie and Alex. It's still Van Halen. Since you brought it up, let's hear why can't this be love. Every time we touch Hey, I don't know But tell me 
I mean, I, I get the same jolt out of hearing that now as I did when I first heard it. I'm really happy you asked me to do this because I, these albums get lost for me. Yeah. You know, I forget about them. Sure. And so I sat down because you wanted my my picks for my favorites from them. And so I listened to them straight through again this week. And I was like, God damn. I, my friend Brian Racine, is a, he was a, you know, in a bands forever mm-hmm. growing up. And, and he and I loved music. We worked in a record store. And we listened to this cassette in his car together in my driveway the day it came out. We just we we just sat there. We put it in. We listened to it front and back. Mm-hmm. Just listened to it twice. It was it was crazy. I mean, because again, it was so different to hear them. Because I loved Van Halen so much, yeah. and we, he loved Sammy, and I I liked Sammy. But then to hear how well he had fit and what they, what yeah, they you're like, oh wow, it, these guys like, are doing it. It was crazy. Yeah, it was it was like a weird superpower summit where like because again, Sammy Hager was a big he was a big deal yeah. solo artist. Yeah, he really was. He was on. He was he was on MTV with the you know those cornball I can't drive fifty five and stuff yeah. and people. We're starting to know who he was, but in school, like you know, I'm, I'm, we're I'm a little younger than you, but we standing Hampton was a staple. I mean, yeah. you just it was it's phenomenal. I'll fall I mean, in love again. Oh man, can't get loose is such a great song. The whole I, I need know, to go. There's only one way to rock. I mean, I it's still played. Ask a young guy here. My fault. What What do you think about that song? What do you think about this? Oh, I like that song a lot. That I kind of because of when I grew up was already same was already in. Yeah, and when I became aware of Van Halen, they weren't together anymore. So. <laughs> But like that, I throw that like that. I almost consider w- up with jump and everything like in just like classics. Yeah, like, I do too. Kyle was born between the uh, second and third Sammy Hagar Van Halen album. Jesus Christ! Now, um, Sammy's your friend. You've hung out with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is he a, is he a horrible human being? No, he's a great guy. There you go. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll do cover art before we go to the next uh, album, but because uh, Kyle he talks about the cover art. That's his okay. Thing. So don't say anything. Well, no problem. Okay, so uh, so yeah, uh, Van Halen loses Ted Templeman in the divorce. Though Ted produces Dave's album. Yes, they Don Land they pr- co-produce with Don Landy, and they bring in Mick Jones from yeah. Foreigner. They they weren't disappointed to lose Ted Templeman. They you know they were they were gravitating toward Don Landy anyway. Yeah, and so they were they were more than happy to work with him. You know, and, and also Eddie and Alex were asserting themselves more in, and, in the 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 mix and stuff. So. And Mick Jones, I mean, I don't recall him any, ever producing any other artists except, you know, co-producing Foreigner stuff. But Eddie was a guy who always was fascinated by pop success. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. I mean, you know, when when we've talked about this before, when, but when before Fair Warning, you know, he was going to leave the band. He wanted Dave out of the band after because he was so sick of him. And the initial concept for Fair Warning was he was going to do a song with a different vocalist on every single one. He approached Phil Collins. He approached Pete Townsend. He approached those guys to all do this project together. Patty Smythe. So, yeah, there's yeah, always yeah. rumor. Well, he was trying to get her to be in the band. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is he, he always had that pop sensibility. And that's one of the things that Sammy, when he showed up, Eddie felt kind of, you know, because Dave was like, you're a guitar hero. You're a guitar hero. They want to hear this. People no want to hear this. No one wants to hear you play keyboard, man. And that was always the moment. But he's not wrong. But then uh, then they released this. Zippity-doo-dah. So, sure. They released this <laughs> single, which uh, which has keyboards all over it. On, some, on, it has some scatting. Yeah, well, there's no scatting on this one because Dave was was gone. He was probably scatting in the studio <laughs> no, when he heard it. Oh, yeah, yeah that's there's right. No scatting. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Hi, Sammy. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Keep going. <laughs> All right. So what is your first song? I played one of my songs. What's your first song from uh, 
from this album. Well, do I, you do you want like my favorite song first, or do you want to hear like you can what, play? You, we have them all in there; they're terrific. all ready to go. Whatever right. you want to well, say. Again, I list. I heard the album and I loved it, and again, it still holds up for me. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and me again, too. it's a tight. What's the, the tight ten songs or, or even like nine songs? I think uh, nine songs. Uh, inside doesn't count. Um, that, that last song, the inside, that does sound like a song that Dave could be singing. When I hear that song, it sounds like Dave to me a little bit. Well, that's just them shouting in a studio in the background. Right. Okay, there you go. Good point. Um, I, I would pick uh, Summer Nights What is the first one I'll pick because... It, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, play it. Sorry. Sounds so great. You knew it when you heard it. You're like, this will last forever. Yeah. It's, it's one of those forever songs. Right now, jump forward to let's hear some vocals. got to get chorus in here. We got to play chorus. Jump ahead, see if you can find the chorus. Great harmonies. I mean, you release an album in March before summer and you include a song that sounds like summer, summer night. That it has the word sounds, summer in it. Yes, it sounds like summer, and that's that's the song's like seven minutes long. And How long is uh, it, Kyle? It is uh, five minutes. Five oh six. Five oh six. But but two it, minutes shy of seven. <laughs> right. You're overselling it. I was. Uh, well, I like. I actually listen. I listened on a loop. I listened to the last two minutes over and over. Um, but I can have, remix it for you and make it longer. I would love that. That'd be fantastic. I did it once with a with Lover Boy. Do we have that? You're my personal Don Landy. I, I guess. Have it. Do we, you know? You don't. We don't have that in there. No, because every time you ask, we don't. We, we don't have it. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Oh, maybe. Which one is it? Uh, no, we don't have it. Oh, that's a shame. I remixed. Uh, I, I remixed uh, Working for the Weekend. Did you? Yeah, I added like. <laughs> Really? All right. That seems like a really good use of your time. Here we go. I'm just gonna play it from. I'm just gonna play it for Mike. I don't. Everyone else knows it. You see if I can find it. Uh, this is what I do, Mike. In my t- a lot of people don't know that. I, sometime I'll do an extended mix of a song. Okay. And um, you don't have to pull that out. It's fine. Uh, we're we're handing. I'm handing chords. I, I work here it. now. All of a sudden, folks. You don't have I work to do here. it, Kyle. Uh, here we go. You ready, Mike? Sure. All right. Here we go. Oh, I see. That's the Steven Adler mix. I like it. Oh, okay. I, I almost wish it had never kicked in, quite frankly. Nope. Well, I can do that. I can make you a copy That'd like that. Nice. Sure, yeah. Just the exact amount of time <laughs> yeah. that it actually can is. I, 
Go ahead. I'm sorry, Kyle. Just like make it whatever. If it's like 347, you make it exactly that. Yep. But just cowbell. <laughs> Could I make you a CD of that? And then when you uh, pick up someone in your Uber or Lyft, you go, you want to hear some movie? You're like Leverboy and you that. just put yeah. that on. The you know what would be ride. funny? If you did the like. The whole ride. Like literally, this, the, it's just the, the, all the way to the end, the cowbell. And then all of a sudden it kicks in with a banner and then it's end. It'd be, it'd, oh, just one note. You'd be Bana. Yep. Done. <laughs> and then you just do this. Yeah, and drop them off wherever they are. Yeah, right. not, I don't even care if they're at weekend's over. Oh, no weekend's over. So we're, still, so we're still at the airport. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Out. Oh, let me throw this out there while I'm thinking of it. We are using the Fedhead uh, preamp uh, plug for the microphones. Is that what it's called? I don't know. Sure. But uh, use these uh, if you have a, a microphone that's too powerful for your mixing board. Then you got to use the Fedhead. That makes everything sound nice and smooth. Cool. Fedhead by a company that sent them to us for free. Thank you, company. All right, well, I, I, you're you're Fat the head. guy. You're the, you're the Robin Hood of podcasts. Fat Every head. time I talk to you, you're like, "Hey, I called the Porsche people, and we have a rock solid mobile." I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Look what's over there behind you. That was just sent to me. That's fantastic. What is that? That looks like a big mixing board. Yeah, it's a mixing board that doesn't work with our system. What? <laughs> so you, awesome. know, you know, what you should do call the Fedhead people. I bet they do something Fat. about it. Fathead. Not fathead. Fet. Fet. Oh, fathead. Fathead. So, oh, that sounds weird. That's like Fet Life, the fetish website. What? Are you well, supposed to be tied up with these microphone cords? Is that what maybe, you're trying to say? Maybe. So Summer Nights is a, it's, you know, because one thing Eddie is always, they write, at, like Dave even used to say it, we write endings like nobody else right. in rock. They, they, where they, and also those big fucking sing-along choruses. I mean, it's just, it's, and so Summer Nights is, you hear it and it's just, it's a crazy song. And just And you're like, that's Van Halen. There, there was no, wondering how Sammy would sound with the band. And then you listened to you know the first two songs. You're like, this is Van Halen. It's yeah, still Van Halen. Like, oh, it's, it's great. great. Sounds great. Yeah. Let's hear the song that kicks off the album. This is good enough. Again, this and this is so this. You're like, this is our first introduction to the new Van Halen. Oh, you gotta hear the open. <laughs> wow. Oh, this is the best. This guitar. This dude. I know it's nuts, right? <laughs> these are these are very sexist lyrics. Oh sure. What's well, Sammy? Of course. It's all about. Uh, oh, even in summer nights, he goes uh, with them human toys. Yeah. But that opens with the hello baby and the fucking yeah. horse pull. Hello and you're just like, baby. and it's Van Halen. You're like, this you, is Van Halen from the instant it happened. You, you're going to play it. You can pop it. Hello, baby. Oh, look, it's Van Halen. Because like, everybody was wondering what they would sound like. Would it be different? Would it be strange? Right. And you're just like, in the first five seconds, you're like, oh, okay. It's them coming, coming for your fucking daughters. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to uh, chow down and roll them up and yeah. butter them down and <laughs> spin them around. You know, toys. Is that, that also how you made Thanksgiving dinner? Of you course did all I that? did. Yeah, I made a rack of what? <laughs> a rack. Oh, I'll have some of that. <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> I think for a second. <laughs> rack of what? Uh, so what's your next one off 5150? Uh, this is, it's my favorite song on the album. And it's this, uh, you know, again, all of it. And look, the, Dreams is a great song. That's going to be our play out song. Okay, which is fine. And it, what I'm saying, but they... They were, they were all great songs, and I loved them all. They all stuck with me, but 5150 is my favorite song on the album. Spoiler alert, that's our playout song, is Dreams. Oh, okay. Did I, hope I didn't ruin something. No, you didn't. Not. Okay. But 5150, just the, because the, yeah. also it has, and if there's a way we can play the end, you can hear the Sammy note at the, at the very end, but play, we'll but, fly but, to the play end. but play the opening guitar riff, and then it just, and the way it kicks in, and then Sammy's, because right. also it's very sing-songy, which I like, and it lets Sammy sing. Yeah. He's not just shouting, so he's like, going wide, running long. I mean, it's just, it's so great. 
And you can just picture Eddie and Alex coming up with this in the studio by themselves, sitting around. Hey, what about this? Let's play this. And and nobody sounds like Alex. It's just his. It's just like Eddie's guitar is so distinctive. Alex is Alex. You know it's Alex. Yep. You want to jump ahead to some singing, Kyle? Yeah. And then we'll take you to the end for Mike's note. Oh, because you got to hear it. Because he 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 does his best. Just wall-to-wall guitar everywhere. Yep. Eddie. And again, a huge chorus. All right, let's take it to the end of this note. Is it it's on the, the fade end? out? It's on the fade out. Okay, there, there it is, right? Literally, oh, that's it. Again. Jump back a little bit. He even loses it, but he was just like, "Fuck it, I'm, I'm going." Because when he went in to first sing with them, he tells that, and that, like, I'll meet you have to wait a little back up with Michael and Eddie. It's so, so good. But Sammy said when he went in, he goes, "I'm just gonna, I'm gonna fucking break all their windows. Like, I'm just gonna go in there and do what I can do." And so he hit these notes where, where Eddie just went, well, I can write to this now. I can, I can write this kind of stuff. And so you can even hear the keys different from the first five Van Halen albums because Sammy can go higher. And then he hits that note at the end in 5150. And he, and he even chili dips it like right near the end because he fucking loses it. But it, when he, it's just piercing. And, it's, it's, and look, it's, it's, you know what it is? It's just guttural. It's not even like a great singing note. It's just he went, hey, watch me do this. And it's, uh, it's, it's terrific. That album's terrific. Yes. That's a great album. Agreed. Top to bottom. I think so. Kyle, what do you think of that cover art? I like it. It's fine. Describe it for us, Kyle. It is, it is <laughs> Atlas uh, or a Atlas-like person holding up uh, a big ball that has the Van Halen symbol around it. This is when they change the logo to the wraparound. So yes. that's how you differentiate if it's Dave or Sammy. Right. And then it has a 5150 around him. There's a, there's a photo of the band where they're in straight jackets. Yeah. Did you ever see that? Mm-hmm. I think it was the the cover of the fifty of the um Why Can't This Be Love single. I, I think know. it's actually the inner sleeve. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. It of is the, of the album, the vinyl. That would have been a great cover too, because it's called fifty one fifty. Yes, but but instead they did that. They, they did. Uh, look, I used they, to think that was Jake Steinfeld on the on the. <laughs> I really you know, the yeah, exactly body by Jake. Yeah, work your abadabras. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up, idiots. Uh, it's a they, wiggle song. Work the abadabas, you're gonna get in shape. Work your abadabas, you're gonna look great. When is your wiggles episode? That's what I want to know. Oh, wiggles all the time. <laughs> yeah, isn't that a quote? Because Eddie looks like he's really uh, out of it in yeah. that uh, picture. Oh, sure. Well, yeah, he looked out of it in a lot of photos back then. <laughs> <laughs> did you see the 5150 tour? Uh, I did. Who opened when you saw it? Bachman Turner Overdrive. Yes, they sang five songs. They couldn't stop saying how excited they were to be opening for Van Halen. Yes. Uh, I will tell you this. I saw them on that tour, and I, I think I still have the cassette from bootlegging, from sneaking mm-hmm. in a crotching a, a, a Walkman. Mm-hmm. Uh, they only played an hour. Wow. And, uh, and Sammy was struggling. Uh-oh. 
Uh, and then they played the next night at the Rosemont Horizon. Five hours. And Sammy said uh, he apologized. He was like, hey, if anybody was here last night, you know what was up. You guys are getting the real show tonight, though, because I was sick last night. I couldn't, I barely get out of bed last night, but I couldn't let anybody down. I'm like, you let me down. You played an hour. <laughs> you let me down. And then the next night, you told all the guys I went to high school with that this was the real show. Yo, yeah. So um, thank you. But it was worth it on stage for them when they came out for the encore and he was playing Rock Candy, where Eddie played yeah. Rock Candy. And Sammy's like, hey, you like to fuck with me. Eddie likes to fuck with me and play those old songs, you know? And no, just, it's in the set list. It's right, it's right here on the floor. It's written on the set list. Rock Candy. They, they're nothing if not transparent in their fake rockery, <laughs> clearly. But All yeah, right. but as far as the cover of the album, yeah, I mean, are we, is that going to be a thing? We're going to talk about that more and more as well, we go that's on. That's Kyle's thing. You shut up. About oh, it. I apologize. Okay, I, <laughs> no, we can all talk it about it. But no, what no, do you want to say? Uh, nothing. But we'll we'll once we're done with all of them, maybe we'll do a summation of what you think of all of them. Okay, we will, and yes. we'll, we'll rank these. We'll put these in I order. Like too. I like that idea. Now we're going to take a sideways. We're going to go sideways here for a second because right. when Sammy came to Van Halen, he brought his. He still had a solo contract. He owed Geffen one, actually two more albums. Okay. He also brought his manager with him, Ed Leffler. Yes. And everything was real good with Van Halen when Ed Leffler was there. But then Ed Leffler dies at one point, right before the Balance album, I think, is when Leffler dies. Right. And that's when everything goes. And then Alex he kept goes, it all hey, what about my brother-in-law? Yeah, what about my like brother, that? Ray Daniels? Yeah, let's get him in here. Mm, and then it's all bad. But anyway, so Sammy, is he has to make another album. Before they can record another Van Halen album. Because he owes so them. He okay. owes them an album. Right. So this is how tight him and Eddie are. Him and Eddie co-produced this album. Eddie plays bass on the album. Yes. So we're going to hear some of that just because Ooh. I feel like it goes along in the Van Halen story here. So the first song that we're going to hear off of, it was a self-titled album and then MTV had a contest where you could name the album and then subsequent reissues, which took years before they repressed this thing. Uh, it was called uh, I Never Said Goodbye. Oh, I did not know that. That was the that was the winning title, but at the time, that's actually, 19- that's actually like a good title for yeah. to to play into the fact that he left his solo career. And went yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Works. Or to his Holy. solo fans, hey, I never said goodbye. What pillhead watching MTV came up with that? I have this album signed right there. Oh, nice. Remember you, Mike? You were with me when 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 yes. I got that signed at the uh, when we saw Chicken Foot <laughs> yes. at the Roxy, and I go, I'm going in, and the next thing you said is I came out, yeah, and I had it signed. That was I, we've done that twice to me. And, and uh, you're just like, I'm going in and I'm, I'm outside in the parking lot and you're hanging out with Phil Mogg. But who did I miss by going in there that night? Who was out on the street? Uh, oh, Christ, who was it? I forget. Brian May. Oh, God damn it. That's right. I you're saw like, him. Brian oh, yeah. May was out here. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, catch 22. Sammy's <laughs> autograph, but missed Brian May. All right. So hey, Brian May, will you sign the Sammy album? <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> he would. I would love to. Nice Blake. guy. Yeah. I love Sam. <laughs> Sam's my friend. Um, this is the song that opens the album. This is called When the Hammer Falls. Mm-hmm. You hear the bass there? Now, I was 
Go ahead. What were you going to say? Just the fucking bass is all over that. I know. The bass is crazy. It's like, and I don't even know if Eddie ever played bass before. He's like, I could play bass on that album. Oh, well. I'll just play it like it's a guitar. Well, I'm sure. But after the whole thing happened with Mike, uh, Eddie claims he played played bass bass on on all of of the albums. Right. Yeah. Like he was like, yeah, Mike never even played. Are you okay, Kyle? Yeah. My hands is itchy. I have dry skin. It's, oh, it's itchy. Yeah. You don't have arthritis from working the knobs? No. Don Landy had that. He had to retire. <laughs> well, he, he had cancer of the hands from the knobs, just from the smoke fucking <laughs> in the studio. Don't touch the yellow knob, you'll get uh, cancer. Now, Kyle, are you breathing at all? Because again, every time we try to talk to you, you're just like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I don't know who you're trying to be here. It's like, there's no, are you just, Are you already in New York? Have you checked out of this show? <laughs> well, when you're here, we're very, everyone's very, we're talky. You and I are very talky. True. We yeah. don't slow down. We oh, don't I give see. We're steamrolling, Kyle? I don't mean to don't do give that. Him, no, no. Don't, give, don't give him a break. Oh, come on, Kyle, give me a break. <laughs> Okay, the next song is Give to Live. This was uh, this was the single. Listen to this space. Here we go. No, it's great. The next one, he name checks Eddie. This song is called Boys Night Out. that Eddie doesn't start another fight. Yeah. If we get too high, he just might. But if he starts another fight, I, you you better be wearing a cup oh next boy. time you see him. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, last one, and then we'll get back into Van Halen. But first, we're going to get back into you. Oh. I love this song so much. Do you know this song? I knew this whole album, yeah. but it's been a long time. Is it when Eagles fly on here? Yes. How do you not play a chunk of that? I just want to rock. All right. Good drums in the mix. Yeah.
just wanted to uh, throw that in there because it is kind of in the in the history of what's but going that, on. But that last song there to me, I mean, mm-hmm. for you, you're you're on board. And that, again, I like the drum, but that's that's your generic Sammy. That's your yeah, I love that. That's so your much song though, three, but... side two. <laughs> hey, we need to throw something in here to make sure this is an album. You know what I mean? That that to me strikes me as it's actually a side two song three is where that. What was it really? Yeah. okay that's what i just (laughs) said um but yeah that's what i mean is it's like one of those it just it's just in it's an album cut and and just to me a kind of a generic Mm, sammy type of song blue well you love it and that's fantastic you can love what you love now part of me when this album came out before i before i looked in the liner notes i was half of me was thinking what if it's just van halen as the band (laughs) like what if am i gonna open because i saw eddie produce it and i was like what if just it's Mike and, and yeah. Alex and Eddie on all the tracks. Yeah, that would have been awesome. But it wasn't. Well, uh, uh, Gary uh, Pill was the guitarist, yes? Uh, no, it's um, it's uh, Sammy uh, guitars, Eddie on bass, backing vocals. Eddie plays guitar on Eagles Fly. Jesse Harms on keyboards and David Lauser on drums. So Sammy did all the guitars on this album. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because he, he used to bring Gary Pill and he would do yep. you know a lot of the leads. I think by this point he was with Boston. Okay. Gary Pill was with the new boss. Makes sense. Uh, now, I was hoping that the Van Halen audience would follow Sammy, but they, nope. this album did not sell. They did not, it did, just because Sammy was with Van Halen didn't mean it was going to, you know. Yeah. What do I want to say? But, but I, and again, I don't mean to be this person, but there was a reason why, I mean, because Sammy is, Sammy was your meat and potatoes yeah. rock guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, videos and stuff brought him to the forefront. But he, yeah. again, he wasn't selling platinum albums. He no. wasn't in the top 10 in singles. No. Nope. And Van Halen were superstars. Yeah. So that was another thing is like, you know, Dave left and then they, they brought what Dave probably was like, wait, you hired this fucking plumber to take my place <laughs> and now you're still selling 6 million albums. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. cause Dave was like, I'm, I'm, he was a rock star. He's, you know, he's spandex yep. and long flowing blonde hair and split kicks and I'll, I'll fuck your girlfriend. And then you get Sammy. Like I said, he's a St. Bernard. He's a completely different animal. And I'm sure that was another thing that made Dave pissed off. Cause yep. he's like, you bring this fucking guy in here. Yep. And then just literally that's SpaghettiOs and you're, and that's what people like. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm sure that's what he thought. You know, he's like, you, right. you went from filet mignon to fucking. All right. Enough this. with the analogy. I must give you more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now I never knew this, but someone, one of our listeners told us or emailed us that Edom and that OU812 was the answer to, to eat, eat them and smile. OU812. Oh, really? And you know that rockers aren't funny. So that sounds oh, yeah. like rock star. Yeah. That, oh yeah. Humor. Totally not funny at all. Uh, OU812 sells uh, 4 million copies, 2 million less than 5150, but it's not as good of an album as 5150. No. And also there was not the anticipation, uh, because people, right. they couldn't, people were waiting, completely waiting for, for, uh, you know, and there, and there isn't a hit single off OU812. No, there's not. The, the first, the first single is a mistake, black oh, yeah. and blue. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a slip and slide, push it in. Bitch sure got the rhythm. I mean, that's but that's what Sammy does, and yeah. that, that's the that's the weak. Because again, Dave, infinitely better writer than Sammy lyrically. Um, oh boy, no, I I for, for I told you I, the way Dave uses language, it it runs rings around Sammy. I mean, Sammy, Sammy can be generic. Well, so the but songs then, later on when you'll see the songs I've chosen are the ones where Sammy is more creative lyrically. Yes, in my but opinion. no, but this like I. I don't like I don't like black and blue. I don't like the song at all. Like this is no. skip for me. No, I skip it. it. Yeah, it's very you know because it sounds like they tried to do a Zeppelin kind of a bluesy boogie woogie. It's five you know, minutes slow, and twenty four seconds. No, no, no. It's not a sing. There's plotting. There are singles on this album and we'll hear them, but yes. this isn't it. Yeah, agreed. So I'm gonna let you go first. What's your first song in this album? 
that you like? Well, I, I chose the summer nights of this album. Mm. Uh, I chose Cabo Wabo. And this was uh, Sammy was, he always went to Cabo San Lucas. And then he brought them down brought there them and down there. to hang out. And they were like, oh, well, this is the vibe. And, and they, the Cabo Wabo is, is the walk you do when you're drunk. Yes. You're doing the Cabo Wabo. Ha uh-huh. <laughs> ha. That's as funny as OU812. I know. Terrible album title. But again, sounds like the fucking beach. Yeah, it does. And an anthem. Eddie wrote anthems. Back of vocals. And that's interesting musically, the little syncopated, the drum, and yeah. then the, the staggered guitar. And There's not really a producer on this album. It's not listed anywhere on the album does it say produced by. It's really? It's Van Halen and Don Landy. Okay. But, it, but no, it doesn't say... Well, because at that point, like we talked about, I mean, Eddie and Alex were they were a a single entity and they were doing all the work themselves and they'd bring Don in and just go, all right, do Don just did what they told him. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, Don light my smoke. Probably. (laughs) They they didn't have to, at at that point, they didn't even have to smoke in the studio because there was so much secondhand smoke. They just, it was just having a cigarette in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I picked one of the poppier tunes on the album. There is a video from, for this song. This is feels so good. Yes. And this could be your single? Yeah. But it's too weird to release as your first single for Van Halen. There's really, there might not, there's really not a single, really. No. I think the other song you've chosen is probably the, the best single, so... So again, and like that doesn't really, that song doesn't really sound like Van Halen. I mean, that's not really right. a rocking song. That's a very pop Van Halen. But that's what Eddie wanted to do. Yeah. He, he loved the idea of writing pop songs and trying to write hooks, 
You know, I mean, yeah. he'd always written hooks, but he'd written rock hooks. Right. And then to be able to bring the keyboards in and write kind of poppy hooks, he, mm -hmm. he, he really wanted to chart. I mean, I, I know it sounds strange, but he did. He, he wanted to, uh, you know, once 1984, he was just like, all right, well, now we can do, I know I can do this, so let's do it all he, the time. He was, he's the opposite of some people who are like, hey, people like it, they like it, but if not, hey, we just want to do what we do. No, no. he wanted to have some. He tried to make music that people would like yeah. and want to buy, and he wanted to chart. Yeah. He, he wanted to be a successful guy writing singles. It's crazy. What uh, what's your next track? Well, I chose uh, because this is uh, the, the the solo in this song has a turn that's unbelievable. But also, I think creatively, lyrically, uh, this is when they when Sammy stretched a little bit, and it's a song called "Mine All Mine." It kicks off the album. Yes, it does. And again, this weird keyboardy, and then within the slide, of course, jungle drums. But this song has urgency. You know, this song, this song is, it's not poppy. It's very straight. It's, it's a, it, it drives. And it still rocks even with heavy keyboard. I'll jump ahead of it. Okay. Yep. Well, back up vocal. Sammy in there. It's great. But uh, if we can play the solo, just because it's a, it's a typical Eddie it. solo, and then it takes this like pinhole. See if we it, can find it. He turns on a dime for the end. It gets. Oh my God. And a little pick slide to get out of it. God damn, he's the best. And that contains the lyric, uh, you've got Allah in the East, you've got Jesus in, in the West. West. Christ, Christ what's, what's a man, man to do? Where Sammy's really, I mean, he's pushing himself lyrically. And it's uh, it's a great, it's it's a great way to kick off the album. And you were like that, you were like, holy yes. God, but here we this go. This is gonna be the best album ever. Because it rampages. And then they kind of yeah. they take their foot off the gas. Yeah, because then because when it's I don't like when it's love. I, I just like I, it's fine. I, I mean, you know what I mean. It's I, just fine. I like love walks in better. Yes, I agree with that. It's just it's just like oh, we don't need it. I don't, I don't need think that song. No, I. But that's what again. This is what Eddie wanted mm -hmm. to do. He wanted to write those kind of things. And I, I love the video track, for that. But maybe not track two. Like coming off of this into when it's love. Agreed. I, I mean, absolutely. I, I they. They made a lot of weird decisions because yeah. they were on their own. You know what yeah. I mean? So like we even getting into when we'll talk with Kyle's expertise with the cover art with a lot of these, you know, and things like that. A lot of the decisions they made, you were just kind of like they they could have used a, a hand, a guy yeah. Yeah. to come in and go, no, no. Because I mean, you know, Dave drove a lot of that when he was in the band. Yeah. He chose the cover art and he was like, no, we got to do these. I mean, he even made them do the cover tunes, even though they didn't fucking want right. to. And then they have a huge hit with Pretty Woman and stuff like that. So you, they needed a, uh, you know... Eddie and Alex are gearhead guys. Mm -hmm. They're geniuses, yeah. but they weren't, they didn't care what pants you were wearing. Right. You know what I mean? They would have, they would have been in the studio for 15 hours and just recording and smoking. They're fine with that. You needed a guy who understood how to bring the package to everybody. 
uh, and these are, and by the way, we're saying well, that. Hey, hi. I'm, I apologize. We're saying that even <laughs> as these albums are gigantic. Yeah, hits, yeah, yeah. Four six, million copies. You can't argue with you that. You can't argue with that at right. all. Uh, start with track eight, Kyle, and then we'll just go right on in. Okay. Hey, you. It's a seagull Hey, Sammy, Sammy brought a cover song to the band. <laughs> Is this a Little Feet song, I think? It kind of sounds like Mother from the Police. <laughs> <laughs> I like Mother better than this song. Yeah, this is Little Feet's Apolitical Blues. This sounds like something you play to get loose in the studio. This closes out the CD. It's Yeah, it's, uh, it's awful. It's horrendous. Yes. Like when I saw the CD had a bonus track, I was like, fuck yeah. And then yep. as soon as it comes on, you're like, glad it's the last song. <laughs> yeah, I will never, it. I will never hear it again. Yeah. That's a seagull stinkeroo. <laughs> Have you ever know. heard that sting no, before? Let's hear fantastic. it again for just for Mike. Okay. Hey, you. It's a seagull stinkeroo. <laughs> well, so did Mike? Did Mike like pull out a bunch of stinkeroos he, for you one show? No, he always brings a seagull stinkeroo. And so, um, who is Kevin Quinn? Yeah, Kevin Quinn. Kevin Quinn. Uh, a Made bunch of people wrote stings for us and uh sent them in and awesome. we chose that one nice so uh yeah like so it. we play that a lot so sometimes even when seagull's not here if we have a stinkeroo we play it yes all right what else do you got you got something else for us uh off, no I, I i think we're you know oh, i got i got one done. more Let's because it. it was uh it was the third single it was the one that that i think that this it, is the one that this should have been the first single yeah, and it's even weird because it's like a, yeah. acoustic bass, but yeah. let's it's finish what you started. But it's it's a great great song, it's a cool and video also too, it's a black lot, and white. It's a lot more Van Halen-y than Black and Blue was. Yeah. One, two. two, one, two, three, four. This is the song they could have done with Dave. Yes, they could have. Yeah, like Dave could sing this on the current tour. Is that yes. what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, right now they could do this. And the crowd would go nuts. Yes. If he played the intro, Come like on, seeing them on different kind of truth, I wanted Eddie to play some of these signature guitar riffs. Yeah. Even. And this is a great video because they stayed with Van Halen and girls. Black and white. I don't even have to hear any of the uh, any of the lyrics uh, but you know what play a little of it just so you can hear what we mean when with dave dave's register okay he could pull this off yeah it sounds he's like not belting no nope. it's a sing-songy talky mm-hmm. and the backup vocals yeah are pristine it's great that Love could it. have been the single. I figured, like, in my head, when you were like, "What? There's no single on this album." That right there. I mean, that's that was a single, but not till after they had the third one. Because I heard again, "Black and Blue" is another one. I heard that first on the radio, and I dug it. But I was just like, "That's boy," because it's again, that's also like five minutes long, and that's your single, and and it's like, Eesh. and when you're trying to sell an album, especially a second album with a new, like yeah. a new frontman, and the first album, you can be like, "Okay, well, that's," and then they're like, "Is this what they sound like now?" Like if that that yeah, one song exactly. is supposed to represent the album. And all you went to is kind of all over the place as far as signature sounds because even mm-hmm. listen to "Finish What You Started" mm-hmm. and "Mine on Mine," and then it, I mean they're all very different songs. And then, yeah, and, it's, and then these songs we didn't play like uh, 
AFU, uh, naturally wired and yeah. source of infection and uh, sucker in a three sucker piece? in a three piece. That that's a and that's a great song. And they rock, but it's just yeah. this this album isn't real cohesive. It's not. It's a lot of songs. Yeah, it's just not the best listening experience yeah. in my in my mind. What do you think of the cover? When did that come out? Oh, it's super boring 80, and lazy. Super boring and lazy is what Kyle calls this album cover. I would agree with it's that. It's the only cover that featured. No, that's not true because uh, Dave's on the. No, because they're on um, Women and Children First. It's the only album that features the Sammy lineup on the cover. Because they, they normally don't do that. They weren't really on their album covers. Yeah. I'd have rather it been like a, like this would be also cheesy, but it, like a license plate that said OU812, like drive, like of a car driving away. Yeah, with be, a hot girl driving it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, hot girl, right? Well, yeah. I would rather it not be named OU812. Well, of course. too. It's, I mean, but that's really bad. Yeah. Because, you know, you, because I, again, I love them, favorite band of all time. But, but then you just go, oh, man, that's a misfire. Like, what yeah. are you doing? Don't they, you love waiting two years for a comeback? <laughs> <laughs> well, they kind of, they kind of have to get it in gear now. It's, uh, it's three years until the next album, first one of the 90s. That's when grunge came in and ruined rock, Mike. Well, it did put a foot on a throat, certainly, you know, ruined it. Had, uh, Right, some bands would tell you Sebastian Bach certainly would have that argument with you. <laughs> the uh, this album is co Ted Templeman comes back, yes, but he co produces with Andy Johns, big producer, yes, and uh, and Van Halen. And this album is called Oh, they're funny <laughs> for unlawful carnal knowledge, yes. This these these are afterthoughts, like them naming their albums, especially in the wake yeah, of Dave be leaving. Fuck. Um, it's the fuck album. It is the fuck. Shut album. up, guys. Yeah, but but again, they're they're rock stars. I can't expect them to be erudite with pipes and dictionaries. Because no, I mean, Sammy's fuck. not funny either. No, and the, and the other guys are dimwits. No, Sammy's just a meatball with a mop on his head. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, let's do this, man. These Whatever. guys really, they only know how to do one thing. Eddie only knows how to play guitar. Like I, like if you said. Hey, could you make me a slice of toast? Their heads would explode. Sure. <laughs> they no, don't but, know how but to he'd do write me a fucking badass song about toast. Yeah. You would, hey, toast. <laughs> Haywood Banks. You would wrote that yeah. with Haywood Banks. <laughs> I don't want to brag. I don't want to boast. All right. Now I'm just going to, I'm going to say this is my favorite of the Sammy albums. This is the best of the Sammy albums. This is albums. the best of the Sammy albums. And it's such a great rebound from OU812, which again, yeah. disjointed with great stuff on it. But this is a fucking album from because, beginning to end. And you know why? They have Andy Johns and Ted Templeman yes. steering the ship a little bit on this mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Once they were able to let, to cede a little control. Yeah. And it showed that they worked better with, you know, because mm -hmm. someone had to crack the whip on these guys. Again, their yeah. fucking studios in their backyard. Yeah. You know, Sammy's, they Sammy's can't, they can't. crashed on a couch. And uh, they can't just, you know, run roughshod with yeah. no, they need some guidance. But after 1984 and then after when, when 5150 was such a giant hit, the yeah. studio's like, well, we should just leave those guys alone. Yeah. And then they made OU Women 2 and they go, we got to get a guy in there. We got to get a guy in there. And <laughs> just, so, just somebody to steer them in a different direction yeah. and, and at least keep them focused. And it shows on this album. So what's uh, what's your first song off of For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge? Well, I, I picked what what for me is the signature Sammy Van Halen song. And uh, and I I hear it now. I get goosebumps from the second it starts. Yeah, me too. And I think uh, I know what it is. It is right now. Great video. So good. Yeah. Um, and again, different from what, because again, they're naming album Fuck, and they do an, a video that gives you the directors that makes you think and, yes. and is provocative and won everything that year. 
And the album even sounds different. It sounds there's more atmosphere on this album yes. with the songs. It's not as tight. There's a lot of uh, a lot of space. It's bigger, yeah. It's such a positive song. It's like, right, do it right here and I, now. I, goosebumps now, even hearing it now. Yeah. It's just one of those songs that it announces itself right away and, yep. you, and just and is good from beginning to end. It's so good. And still maintains, it, it, what, 20 years later, 25? It's still great. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, let me look at my list, Kyle. Let's go with... Uh... Yeah, let's go with, uh, with Runaround. This video was cool too because they were on that stage. It was yeah, moving and having fun. Yes, because they're a fun band. And he kicks up the vocals here. So good. That higher register for him is always yeah. so great. And he looked, Sammy looked so cool during this period with the long hair. Yeah. So good. And they, this was the first album, because again, you know, the, the everybody was waiting to see what they were going to do with the first album. And it was a lot of, I don't want to say phony, but a lot of, man, we love each other. We love Sammy. It's so great now. Right. Isn't it great now to have him here? It's so awesome. And then the second album comes out and even the cover is dark. Yeah. And like we said, it's a compilation with just like a bunch of songs. It yeah. Really, it still doesn't feel like a band. No. This is a band album. This is yeah. when they, this is like where you first, this is the the album, the quintessential album where you went, oh, Sammy Hagar's, it's just Van Halen. He's now. in Van Halen. Yeah. Yeah. It's he not, is, oh, he is in the band. Exactly. It's not Sammy Hagar anymore guest vocalizing yeah. and Eddie doing this. This album is a straight band yeah. album and it's fun and it's them again. And and also challenging, but also great, great guitar. I mean, all of it. Yeah. It's just, it's like, this is their perfect work. When this album came out, you said, you said, oh, Dave's never coming back. Yeah. He's never coming back. Yeah. There this was is, no, this is it for life. Yeah. And, and we, you know, you bought the, on the surface that they really genuinely enjoyed one another. And, and they I were still think and, they did here. Of I course. I still they, think yeah. it, in 1991, they still did. No doubt. This is the most fun and this is the most band they ever were. And this, uh, this album sells 3 million. It's a, but you know, the record by public, it's different, but. Still goes to number one. Sure. But but also things had completely changed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, but Van and, Halen, still Van Halen. Yeah. Even Nirvana and, and Soundgarden and all those bands would go, oh, no, that's fucking Van Halen. Yeah, exactly. Um, your turn. What's your next song? Uh, again, I, I like, um, you know, again, the whole album's fucking, it's just fantastic. Every, mm -hmm. Everything is, and there, there are two guitar things I want to, if we can get to it. Like, you know, I yeah. mean, 316 is amazing. That's, uh, that's Wolfie's birthday. It is. March he, 16th. And he would put the guitar on Valerie's belly while, while uh, he was inside there. And he would play that song for him while he was in the womb. He would put the guitar on Valerie's belly while he was inside her? Yes. That's, that's how it worked. While he Eddie was inside her? On top, of course. Uh, while she was pregnant with Wolf, he would put the guitar on her. Oh, like Wolf uh, on was her inside there. her. Yes. And then he would she play She gave that. birth to a wolf? Yes. And then he would play that song for him while he was in there. That's the omen. That's yeah. the story of the omen. <laughs> and then, of course, the opening of, uh, of like I said, his Pleasure Dome, which is also... But it, but my, my song that I'm going to pick is... Uh, 
the dream is over. Because again, Sammy challenged himself song. lyrically. Yes. Uh, and and musically, and, but also it's just it's still Van Halen. It sounds like Van Halen. It doesn't sound I, like they're trying hard at all. It's effortlessly good. It's and it's such a it's such a gut punch too. If you yeah. really if you're a person who's had a dream, and the lyrics like, are brutal. Dream another dream. This yeah, yeah. dream is over. <laughs> exactly. And it's 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 just because they didn't never they never dealt with themes like that kind of thing. No. That's why right now and that's why the dream right. is over. These were they were growing. They were yeah. you know they were they were trying to stretch and it was great to see. And yet these songs are more accessible, more serious yeah. lyrics, more accessible than anything on OU812. Absolutely. Go Kyle. Let's do it. The Lane talking about love. Yeah, guitar riff. And again, just a richer, bigger sound. Just sing songy perfect. Ah. Just just like a sugar-coated poison pill, because it sounds beautiful, but also the it, the message is brutal. And that's that's buried at number eight on side two, right before right now. It's yeah. cr- this album ends so strong. Yeah. It's crazy. Now, uh, go to my list real quick, Kyle. My, but it's all strong. It's it wasn't even misplaced, I don't think. I think it was like you hammered early. And then you still you finish strong mm. late. Let's start with track twelve here, Kyle. Go right in. <laughs> wow, I thought it was only one per show. You're wrong. Spank is awful. The music's so good. Yeah, the but lyrics, the lyrics ruin it. They don't ruin it. They're just they're just there. No. But the music is Eddie's just so good. I think I think lyrics can always ruin a song. Yeah, I guess. But, yeah. All you bad bad boys, call me up on the spank yes, line. I know. I understand. It's terrible. <laughs> it starts with him saying, "Watching TV." This is a poison song, <laughs> lyrically. But musically, it's interesting. It's good. Yeah, yeah. But that's a stinkeroo for me. Like that's the one I skip. All right, because Pound Cake starts it off, then Judgment Day. Jesus, it just comes at you, and then spanked. It was funny to hear them. I when this album came out, I listened. I when I first heard it was they did a Westwood One nationwide radio special to debut the album. Coming up on Westwood One, Van Halen. Yeah. For unlawful carnal. And knowledge. the way they described is what it's called. <laughs> Beep. They described uh, Judgment Day as uh, um, Hawaii Five O. Uh, he's like, yeah, this is just straight Hawaii Five O. That's just that, you know, because it's got that, you know, yeah. do, 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 do. it's just like, but it's so heavy. It's like Zeppelin. Yeah. But to hear Audi and Alex talk about it, they would just laugh. And they, they, then the two of them were just like, do, 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 do. they're just making the noise and making themselves laugh. Because he goes, yeah, it's just, it's literally just this chug a chug of a Hawaii Five O thing. What, uh, do you have one more song for us? I have one more. Do you have one more? Uh, I mean, I, I can pick one more because I, I, I didn't well, know. It, it has to be on your list. 
Well, I, well, you only told me to send two for each album. I know, but I don't think, did we play them both? Uh, we did. We played The Dream Is Over and we played Right Now. But if you want to play the opening riff, The Pleasure Dome, just because Eddie's okay. always known for these. And so it started from the beginning. That, yeah, because didn't it? Was well, it, I had bonuses for Eddie's guitar. Yeah, okay. was 316, which is beautiful. All right, play the end of, uh, play the beginning the, of Pleasure Dome for Mike. Just, the, just listen to the... A lot of air guitaring in here today. Mike it's, and I are uh, uh, doing a horrible job of air guitaring. Harmonics, listen. This this sounds better than anything on OU812, sonically. This was my answering machine background music for a year. Nope. Wait, Mike wants to hear more. This part. This should just be his solo when they He's tour. He's so good. He's so good. And now we begin to the weird drums. And the big scream. Ah, oh, that's such a this is such a great album. Yeah, it is. And, and it is an album. That's the key. It's it's it all works. And then this thing ends with my last song. This thing ends. It's a killer. This ends <laughs> with a killer. Top of the world. Yeah. Listen to that. And then, bum, 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 bum. I this, hated this video. Yeah, but. That funky, weird stop action. Yeah. But it was still, the, the bass, boom. I love the woo. Yeah. That's a great line. If you believe in me, that's all I'll ever need. Kyle, who's the additional musician on this song? Steve Lukather. Of course. Yeah. Guitars and backing vocals on Top of the World. I love it. I love it too, and we, but we, we got it. We got to play Pound Cake. You got to play some of it because it's such a signature Van Halen. I don't think we have it. I don't song. think we have it in there though. Oh my goodness! It is. It is because that that opens. It's the not album, in there. We can't play, it. which is fine. But it it opens the album. Even the and again another video of just them and girls. You know what I mean? Where you're just like, this is this is all you need. Yeah, you know we what don't I mean? Got it. That's fine. I'm but sorry. it is. It's but it is quintessential. Uh, Sammy Hagar Van Halen. It is. It's so good. And also Eddie with the guitar and then the the weird drill and it's just it's so good. Kyle, how's the? How are you doing with these songs so far? What do you like? Do you like our song list so far? Yeah, they're all right. With my stinkeroos, really stinkeroos. Mm-hmm. And what's the album cover like? What do you think of this? Uh, this looks like a football for no reason. Yeah, it's like a, it's a, like a leather that's just embossed. Yes. Yeah. It's just like it doesn't go with the album title, but it's infinitely better than the last two. <laughs> yeah, I do like <laughs> it, it because just is. It, it brands it like Van yes. Halen. Like it's that's Van Halen. Yeah, because what, what album are you going to make out of uh, cover out of fuck? I mean, Don't you know what I mean? Don't call it That's, that. I, dude, I get it. Call I'm it Top you. of the World. Call it right now. Van Halen, right now. Yes. You know what you need, Mike? You call need it The Van Dream Halen. Is Over. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> call it The Dream Is Over. Literally, right now is a great title because yes. it's like, this is Van Halen right now. Yeah. All right. Uh, four years. Four long years for Van Halen. That's a long time. It's the longest in their history, I believe. They get a new producer. Four long cocaine-filled, <laughs> whiskey-soaked years. years. They get Bruce Fairbairn, 
who produces everyone. Yeah. Uh, Slippery When Wet, New Jersey. Um, he produced the Poison album. The albums he his name is on are gigantic selling albums, and that's what they want. Even though they just came off great success. Because because by this point, Eddie is Howard Hughes. You know what I mean? Where he's not, now he's like he's bigger. He's pissing more, in bottles bigger. in a room. Probably. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, that got much worse I, in the next two I, years. I'm, I'm leaving off the biggest ones. Bruce Fairbairn. He brings Aerosmith back. Yeah. Permanent Vacation, um, Pump, and Get a Grip. Those are all his albums. Yeah. So that's what Van Halen's like. Hey, so, even though they don't need that. So he gets the humor? <laughs> <laughs> that's that shitty Steven Tyler humor. He's so good. Steven Tyler's hilarious. <laughs> That is one of the funniest Why cats Why did he not host Last Comic Standing? As long as I got this face, you, guys, you ladies will have a place to sit. <laughs> <laughs> Murder worst. yourself. All right. This album still sells 3 million copies, but the, Ed Leffler has passed. They have a new manager, and there are starting to be some cracks in the ship. This album, uh, for me, by this time it's 95. So now I'm I'm into uh, Pearl Jam. Yeah, I'm into you know that that I've kind of left a little bit. You right. know, where even though it's my favorite band of all time, and this album for me sounds tired. It sounds like a a corporation squeezing out one last attempt. Yep. You know it 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 does not sound like a band that's excited to make music. It just it, you know even even the stuff I like on this album mm-hmm. is just because again you you said pick two songs to me. There's only two re- really two songs. And they're the singles. Here. Yes. Uh, and there was a reason for that because everything else is just very, this is when Eddie and Alex really kind of locked themselves up and just started doing what they wanted yeah. a whole lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they, I think Fairbairn, I, I would even, I mean, I don't know the history. I would even bet that they recorded all this stuff and then Fairbairn just came in and put it in a track order and cleaned up whatever. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he, I don't think he produced fucking anything because he doesn't seem to have his fingerprints on it. Like the way yeah, he did with Aerosmith, this, this and, album and lover boy. Yeah. This album is a wheeze. I mean, I think, you know, like where you can just, they're already thinking about Dave. They're already moving on from Sammy. They don't get along with him anymore. I think his, his relentless optimism probably <laughs> beat drove them, down. them into the ground. <laughs> oh, the guy's so positive. Yeah, Cause they're just, you know, at that time, I think Alex is on his seventh divorce, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and, and Eddie's just swimming in, in porn stars and Coke. I mean, it's it just, it just really <laughs> went South for them around this time. Oh, and it's clearly over the next two years, it got much worse. Yeah. You know, and um, they release a, 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 a very lame live album. Oh, it's terrible. Live Without a Net is horrible. All of their live albums they've released have been terrible, yeah. which is why I don't understand why you don't find the, the 1981 Oakland show, which you clearly or, recorded. I mean, the Rolling Stones seem to record every single show they do. How has Warner Brothers not released just a Van Halen live box set with like the best live sounding tracks from all the tours? I saw Pearl Jam twice in Seattle in mm-hmm. August. I have both albums. Yeah. They just released them on the website immediately. Yeah. It's it's just, I mean, so they should, yeah, there should be some dedicated being, Van Halen. always being touted as Van Halen's an amazing live band. There's no record of that on vinyl. Well, again, also when you say they were an amazing live band, I mean, they really were. You can go on YouTube and right. see, you but know, there's, there should be, there should be a definitive, I mean, Kiss has live albums that were recorded in the studio and sure. those are the best live albums ever. Yeah. But they just but, um, never they never made the effort to do it because by the time, you know, when it was time to do their live album, mm-hmm. Dave left. Yeah. You know what I mean? It really should have come off the 1984 yeah. tour because that's your biggest album. That's when you gravy train a year with a fucking yeah. live album. And Sammy says in his book that Eddie and Alex mixed the album, the live album at a faster speed because they th- thought it was too slow. And then Eddie, it, Sammy had to come in and sing 
the whole album live in studio. So that's, <laughs> he said, that's not him live on stage. That's yeah. all live. Here's I saying it live. But that's not, right here right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just awful. It's awful. It's, it's a waste it's, of time. And balance to me is just, it, it it's joyless. Yeah. It's joyless. There's, well, let's, but let's, the first single is don't tell me what love can do, which is fantastic. And this fantastic. Gave, you, it's, this, you were like, holy crap. Yes. Cause it's very heavy. And it's, and the lyrics are heavy. Yeah. Again, he stretches himself. He challenges mm-hmm. himself. What is that? Are you guys hearing that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was just me. It's the, it's the chord that's in the, um, it's that chord. No, because that's not turned up. No, it was yeah. my phone close to the microphone because I was looking at the track listings. Oh, sorry Mike about that. I'm sorry. Apologies, ASAP Club. They're the first ones to be disappointed by this episode. <laughs> it's okay. And this is the first song, and you're like, oh, my God, yes. Yeah, and and factions are growing too when they're doing this. It's because Mike and Sammy are so close and they're yeah. good friends. And then Eddie and Alex are looking at Mike as a traitor because mm-hmm. he's he's siding with Sammy on things, and it just uh, turns it all because it's he's personally he gets along with Sammy better. They're yeah, still and also, well because also they are brothers and they you can't break that bond. And also then drugs really just got in the way and fucking yep. family shit. Um, I have I, I I believe you'll probably like this song though, Mike. It's the song that kicks off the album. You don't like Seven Seal. It's it's fine, it's here. but again, it ju- it just sounds like to me uh, like the stuff you played off of. I never said goodbye. All right, this sounds like Van Halen album filler number six, and right. and they never you know, a lot of their stuff was uh, it was always vital and always jumped at you. Mm-hmm. But with Sammy, they could fall into that kind of meat and potatoes. Yeah. like let's churn this out. Even Sammy's again. Look, Eddie's still Eddie. He's amazing, but at the same time, it's just kind of almost like generic rock. I want to hear what Kyle thinks of Seventh Seal. Kyle, he's already shrugged, people. He's already given a shrug. Because you know why? If you listen to 10 Sammy songs in a row, they start to sound the same. That's true. But if you love Sammy, that's yeah. a good thing. That's the brown sound. That's what they called this, the Eddie's guitar sound. It's yep. become the brown sound. The brown sound. But on this album, that sounds like shit is what it is. Brown <laughs> no, sound. it's warm. It's a, it's a, it's a warm it's, tone. Wraps itself around you. Yeah. Okay. So the other song you picked is great. It's the other single. Well, yeah, that's, you know, I, and I, I don't know if you, did you queue up the other song I picked? Cause I mean, I, we, we can, we'll go to that, but if not, that's fine. But what, the, what is it? Just um, say it. crossing over, which was, Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like it, but I have it. That's to me. But, I, I mean, cause did you, cause you're going to pick the next one anyway, right? I'm sure the same one I picked. Um, no, I have a, I, Okay. Well, well I, I saw your list, so I picked different yeah, stuff. I, I, to me, the two best songs are Don't Tell Me What Love and, Can And you're do, right. And, then, and it is. And Can't Stop Loving. Okay, let's they hear. Are, they are songs with life. 
Yeah, this is a great tune. Yeah. And this to me is better than When It's Love. It's better than all those other. But again, it falls into every album. They said, got to have one of these. Yes. Got to have one of these. these. And Amsterdam is Cabo Wabo is Summer Nights. Right. I mean, it's literally got to have one of those. Got to have one of those. Formula. Yes. And this But there's a difference between formula and formulaic. And this album is formulaic. That's a great song. That sounds a little bit like Finish What You Started There. That little pudding thing? Yeah. yeah. But that that's a great song. But that, I guarantee you, is the song that anybody who doesn't like Van Halen with Sammy Hagar, didn't. that's their go-to. They're going to go, this is what they became. Yeah. Because that just, that doesn't sound like Van Halen at all. It that sounds like it sounds, And that's another problem with this whole album. There's flashes, but, but you know, uh, The Dream Is Over, or I'm sorry, uh, Don't Tell Me What Love Can Do is a Van Halen song. Mm-hmm. But then, the, and Ballas Ethereum is also a Van Halen song because Sammy's not on it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, it's Eddie and Alex in the studio. But th- this, this album is a Sammy album with, with no Van Halen flashes in it. And, and I think that was the thing that made everybody just kind of go, oh man, we're out. Like it's, it just, it's mailed in. It's so mailed in. But and Crossing yet, Over is not, but go ahead. And Ed. yet I... I still like some stuff. Like I love this because well, you love this Sammy. Ne- this next thing though, I'm gonna play. I love not enough. I think the vocals and the harmonies and the background vocals are so. I hear you, and I I nice. agree, but but formulaic. But just let's, like hey, we got to do one of these. Okay, let's hear not enough. You won't like this, Kyle. Listen to Eddie's keyboards. It's beautiful, but it's again, it's not Van Halen. This sounds like Give to Live. To love somebody equally is not enough. Honey, we have to play this at the wedding. <laughs> it sounds like they went to do that. They made, <laughs> you know. I just want to get to the part where they all sing together. Sure. To love somebody secretly. To love somebody I agree it doesn't sound like Van Halen. And I agree, it's beautiful. And I love you. And I love you. <laughs> Kyle, are you still uh, certified uh, to marry us yep. in the state of California? <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. This is a very special episode. I'm glad we got this in before we went to New York. Okay, play Crossing Over. The, the, this, co- the right. copy I have, I don't have a great... Well, this is not on a the great co- No, it's uh, on Japanese bonus track. Yes, and and then you hear it and you go, oh, this would have been incredibly interesting and great to have on balance because it has life. Yeah. It's, it's It sounds but like... But it is a little weird, too. Oh, it's, it is, but it's I dig we- it. got a little weirdness I to like it. it. It's so sonically interesting. It's so so... Already, that this is better than anything we've heard. I 
very wall of sound. It's also one of those things you can picture Eddie and Alex playing really late. Yeah. Like, and just getting it right. Headphones, it's good in the headphones. It's like bum, 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 bum. Right there, all over. It's just, it's, um, it's, uh, it's totally different from not enough. You're right. It, it's, it's certainly not enough, but I love on the American version. There's no room for that album, no. for that song on the album. They're like, nah, because you know why? We're a hit factory. Yeah. We're, we've got to put out this chunk of whatever that radio might play. Yet apolitical blues could slip oh, in Christ, there at the yeah, end no, of the CD. Well, that, but also that album's shorter than, than balance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because crossing over is how long? It's, it's, it is, uh, five minutes. Yeah. And because they were, that's wheelhouse for them, what they were writing back then. But, but it's, it's so interesting. It's such a, a interesting, yeah. cool song and it belongs on this album because it would break up the monotony mm. of the, sh- it would, you know, cause this song is just dripping with like saccharin and sheen. It's just, it's just, yeah. that's what I mean. It's so, it sounds factory made. Like if you put, if you fed a robot, Sammy Hagar and then, <laughs> and then Van Halen knockoff stuff and they, and they just put it together and they churned out this, yeah, we got the- thoroughly uninspired album. Seventh Seal, into I can't stop loving you. Don't tell me what love can do. Amsterdam, wham bam. But Amsterdam again, it sounds. It's all again, the music's yeah. great in it, but it's just literally it's formulaic. It's just Cabo Wabo all and over again. Big, another big they fat money. Oh, big fat money. Big is a fat money. Yeah. Strung out as an instrumental that goes into not enough. Yeah. Aftershock. I couldn't tell you what that song sounds like. <laughs> Doing time. I have no idea what that sounds like yeah. either. Uh, I, I revisited because you wanted me to choose, but Balisetherium is fucking great because again, it's Eddie and Alex noodling around in the fucking studio. An instrument. And then the album closed out with take me back deja vu and feeling. Ugh. So even the titles are messes. They are. They're not, they're not good. Agreed. I mean, this, this album just was like a death rattle where they were just like, well, we got to do almost again. You want to talk about contractually obligated? Like um, Eddie and Alex wanted to move on and they were just like, well, we got to do one more fucking thing with Sammy. But then the Twister soundtrack comes out in 96. Yes. And it's got this song that, and they do a video and this makes people think, wait, I think there's some still some life in Van Halen with Sammy. Because this, this is called, song is fantastic. It's called Humans Being. Yes. One of my favorites. Again, the, the big chorus, yeah. the big fucking out of nowhere. Just and this is produced by Bruce Fairbairn. You got to hit the chorus though. Jump ahead to the chorus part. Where he goes, 
shine on, shine yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Because it just comes out of that dot, 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 and then it just, the sun comes up in the middle of the song. Yep. And then in the video, him and Eddie are kind of like angry at each other, you know? Yeah. I don't know if it's a fake anger, if they're getting some aggression out, but it's it's kind of like one hit to the body, that Stones video, oh, sure. yeah, where yeah. Mick and Keith are like <laughs> not getting along at the time. But this, yeah, this is like, yeah, this, but, but this, this is, is great. But but they but they hate each other at this point. They do. Sammy tells the story where they do humans being without him, and they they call him. They're like, you got to record this. He's like, I don't want to. I'm I'm. He was in Cabo, I think, doing something. His, his wife was pregnant with their first yeah. baby. His and second like, wife, and he's in, like, they made him come in and yeah. do it. And then that's why at the end, there's this, this part that goes, humans, humans, being. That's Eddie. Because oh, yeah, Sammy right. left. He's just like, yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. He bailed because they, they were so at each other's throats. Sammy wanted to take a break. Yes. Just to be with his wife while she had the baby and be there for a while, like a, you know, a, a paternity leave. Yeah. And they did not want that. I, I, I believe that they probably wanted a break from Sammy, period. So they, they yeah. forced the issue. You know what I mean? Like if they yeah. were on better terms, they would have gone, oh, cool. Yeah. Go raise your kid and we'll, we'll yeah. noodle around and do whatever. Like it, I just, Sammy, you know, Eddie's mentality was always mm -hmm. the band, the band, the band. Like if, if in those down times, if he would have said, Hey, well, Alex and I are going to put out a fucking guitar album like Vi did or, or like Satriani, those guys, you know, it's funny. We, there, there's a running thing. I would talk to my friend. It's like if Michael Jackson hadn't turned into a fucking banana head, like if he had come out just in jeans and like a white button shirt mm -hmm. and did his songs like and lived forever like right. he'd be a legend forever and ever yeah. if you, you you could actually see him work as a musician and break down because he was a genius yeah but unfortunately it cracked him and for a for a while there it cracked eddie you know like he's he was scoring porno movies after this album came out and and, and he got heavily you into mean drugs. purchasing them on the street no no, no. he was scoring <laughs> he was jonesing for them uh oh, he no, was writing music for he, them. yes he was and he was hanging out with porn stars and they they'd film in his house all his teeth fell out. Like he got heavily into drugs. I'm not, you're laughing, Kyle. This happened. Like <laughs> yeah, he's he, a we, mess. I thought we were going to lose him. I was like, Oh, because again, he's, I love mm -hmm. him so much. Yeah. And he's a guy who could have, he could have played a club. Like he could play the house of blues and just come out and play him. And Alex could play music all night and people would pay hundreds of dollars each to see yeah. him do it. But he always had that mentality. We got to play the sheds, these big barns. And it just, it really Howard used them to the point where he, it affected his music making. Yeah. Because I, uh, you know, you always talk about why doesn't Eddie do this? Why didn't Eddie do that? I, I mean, I don't, he was never asked to be on those G3 tours. And if he was, that's just not his thing to go out there and noodle. But, but, but it was back when he did Starfleet project with Brian mm -hmm. May. When oh, he's by just, the way, I have a brand new clean copy from oh, CD of that for oh, you with bonus tracks. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's, I'm serious. He, but when he would hang out with Brian May, when he would hang out with, he would noodle with guitar guys and yeah. he hung out. It just, he got into his own head and got into drugs yeah. and he and Alex really withdrew from everybody and everything. Yeah. Cause I hate when I read that, like, oh, I've got like 2000 tapes of music on him. What are you going to do with them? Wait till you die. But, and but, then, but that's why it's such a great thing that Wolf grew up to be a musician because it took Eddie out of his coma. Yeah. He woke up and went, oh. Oh my my son, but, and I can share what I love with him. But as I have say, some cocaine and heroin. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm glad he went with the other stuff he loved instead. What did you think of? Uh, we didn't talk about the Balance album cover. What'd you oh, think it's of that? horrible. And in Japan, it's only one kid on it. Well, they had to because it was offensive. It was offensive. Yeah. Um, it's almost like they were like, yeah, you know, Balance, like something with a teeter totter, or a kid, <laughs> or wanna, something. You, and well, they were like, okay, go read the Wikipedia entry about that cover, if if you want to laugh. 
Okay. Because the photographer's like, it's the duality of man. And then, the, you know, the aggressive twin is is yelling while the, the calm twin is pulling the hair. And it just show. And also the twins are the Van Halen logo because of the way they're they're, they're I'm just like, oh, no, my it's God, not. shut up, shut dude. Up. <laughs> shut up, blogger. Yeah. OK, now, look, there's no there's no other time that we can talk about Van Halen three unless we wedge it into this show. Well, we'll also do best of both worlds because there's two songs on there. Yes, there's three songs on there. But one we always forget about, but we, we got those. <laughs> okay. But um, so we're going to go to v now Van Halen three. Yes. Here we go. Yes. Van Halen three. And th this is, this is Eddie at his most lost. This is the album cover is uh, it's um, public domain. That's why they used it. It's free. They slap a Van Halen three on a cannon. Yeah. It's uh what do you think of that? That is awful. It doesn't That's, mean anything. That it's might not, be. It's, it's not, first off, it's not even a good picture yes. no. that they've taken. No, it's not high res. No. It's just no. terrible. Yeah, it's, it's awful. It, again, it's it's a public domain <laughs> photo that they got. Yeah. True. Um, it's called Van Halen 3 because this is Mach 3. This is yes. Why didn't they call it Mach 3 then? Or, but it's they weren't thinking about any no, of this bullshit. No. Literally, this is Eddie. They finding, bought this and put a sticker on it on the way to yeah. get it printed. Eddie's Eddie's Nirvana was to have a singer who did what he told him. Yeah, he always was looking for that. You know, Sammy in the beginning, Sammy was like, oh yeah, yeah. But then Sammy was still like, hey, I'm fucking Sammy Hagar. You know, what I mean, and eventually that game. Yeah. Hey, I had a career. I was in Montrose. Yes. I was in this. Yeah, and I'm sure they got tired of being pushed around. Yeah. So then he finds Chiron who's probably just wide-eyed that holy shit i get to work with fucking van halen yeah. you know and 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 then he comes in and i'm sure eddie told him what to do after mitch malloy says no by the way yes you got to watch that youtube video of mitch malloy telling the story about van halen he said once dave came out on stage at the grammys he said i can't no be your singer yeah there's no way because they'll just keep comparing they'll keep waiting for you to throw me overboard to hire now, him right now mitch malloy is singing for great white mitch malloy looks like he's 28 years old he's got a full head of hair perfect skin in shape he could still be van halen singer yes but then we wouldn't get different kind of truth which is for me that's true well we might have still got that <laughs> okay so here's here's the opening track this is the first single from van halen three it's how long is this song six minutes it's 30 way seconds. too long for van halen song but, this, but again, they didn't have anybody telling them what no, to do. But this, uh, when I first heard this, it, it I kind of got excited. It's awesome. So let's hear it, even though it... He just sounds like Discount Sammy. Yeah, yeah, it's just a generic. I've never been a fan of Gary Sharon's voice. I like Extreme a lot, but... Do you like, do you like the band Discount Sammy? <laughs> I love them. <laughs> but Shuffle even, to, uh, to, the, to the, just the, um, no, with the, without you. Shuffle to the chorus. Oh. But him, you can hear, even in his style of singing, yeah. he sounds like Discount Sammy. Yeah. He's pushing it, but he doesn't hit the highs yeah. like Sammy does. Yeah, he doesn't have the range Sammy has. A little bit further. 
Oh, well, we can't find it because it's it, the song's 35 minutes long. But also that song does have a lot of interest. I mean, the, the musicianship and it's his guitar work. And I mean, yeah, and he he produces it with Eddie produces it with Mike Post, who wrote the Rockford Street, Files thing. Yeah. And Hill Street Blues theme. It just doesn't. It, why that guy? He's not a rock and roll guy. No, but you know it also, I mean? but at that point, again, he wasn't looking for anybody to tell him what to do. Yeah. You know, it's weird. And, and, and obviously no one was protecting him from his, his baser instincts no. in his personal life or professionally, because why are you putting on a six and a half minute single? <laughs> right. You know, it makes no, that changes, honestly, tempo like three different times yep. and also has a dirge chorus. Yeah. Uh, 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 and you're just like, oh, that's not that because that's not them. Again, they're, they're very alive. That's yep. how they've always been. Luckily, curiosity, uh, because of curiosity's sake, Gary Sharon has a gold album hanging up at his house yeah, because of this. Play <laughs> the next song that I have on the list, Kyle. Let's hear this. Oh, don't do this. <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> Why would you do this? Are you ever so, so disappointed in you. <laughs> so terrible, Mike. I'm disappointed in you. And your teeth are falling out. Yep. Keep quiet. It doesn't even rhyme. Nope. Talk and rhyme and talk and hug don't rhyme. Yeah. This is this is very much Brandon. Tommy Lee's Brandon. Oh, this is Tommy Lee's Brandon. But then go on and say yes. When you mean no. This is it's very Roger Waters. This is my go-to. This, believe it or not, this is my go-to karaoke song. Yeah. <laughs> and then Gary saves it with a little yeah. saves is a strong word <laughs> All right. well you gotta get uh, the chorus because the chorus oh, part you're just like oh no many say I it sounds like a pirate song yep. now <laughs> it's so terrible it is really bad for oh. being musically talented certainly oh. is very tone deaf uh, uh, yeah, clearly on that song, and that, and that's and that's why when you listen to it, you're just like, oh, like we said, nobody was saving him from himself. No. So to even include that, because and I, it's funny because he did the humans being thing on on humans being, and yeah. maybe did he then go, oh yeah, I got this, I got you know chops. I mean? I said, just like Sammy, bring this. Uh, it's so bad. Uh, I do like this song too, though. This is uh, this is one I want. Again, this song, this album has good songs. It's just weird to hear has a Gary. few, has a few, yes. Does he lisp? What's that? Is he lisping? It sounded like Superman looking for Lois. He might have a heart as Paul Stanley, maybe. Start playing that over. Okay, start it over. Play that over. Listen. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Tell you with soul. Dude, that's that's fucking Sylvester the Cat nonsense. Rewind that shit. <laughs> when he uh, One more. One bring it back one more time. No, no, all the way to the beginning. Because again, the, the most egregious is the first thing he I'm said. I'm sorry you're getting yelled at, Kyle. Sorry. Just
sell you. That is hardcore. I never suffering. Fuck a Tash Eddie. I've never listened to this album in headphones. That's why. I know. And now hearing it, you just go, "Oh my god, Superman! Christ. He's looking for Lois." Holy shit, dude! <laughs> That's craziness. I've listened to Extreme in headphones, and I've never picked it up there. He's a. Uh, you know, when he had the long hair, he often reminded me of Paul Stanley when he had the long curly hair. Well, their version of Strutter is fucking phenomenal. And, and Strutter! Dude, his, his version of Strutter. It's because it sounds just exactly the same. <laughs> well, he does that thing at the end in, on the Kiss tribute album, they Extreme does Strutter, and he does and he goes, when she, wah! And I, I, I've often wondered if they put that through an effect because it sounds just like Paul. Wah! I mean, ex- he sounds exactly wah! like him. Like that? Boy, it was pretty, pretty you're in the neighborhood that's certainly, paul but. this year yeah um they actually called me asked me if i wanted to do some backing tracks from under the <laughs> stage are you gonna bring the puppet like let me tell you something i'm gonna come out there i'm gonna sing all the songs <laughs> i mean he's basically Strata. a puppet now yeah. yeah really um but that's crazy i stole your love and i do and i again i like that song <laughs> Let's, let's, Sonic I'm, Boom. Look, I'll do that. Psycho if, if the Circus. A, if the ASAP Club doesn't mind, we can do a Lisp show. Oh, ASAP loves it. <laughs> Rock solid. <laughs> um, okay, now. Well, you didn't even make me pick a song what? from this album. You didn't tell me to pick one. No, I wanted to surprise you well, with all the nonsense. Pick, do you Dirty Water Dog. No, no, no. Dirty no, no. Water Dog. Those are the hot dogs that float in the water. What if we? What if we played like a broom on the floor? It'd be a great <laughs> noise. Shut up. <laughs> Terrible. No, Year to the Day is a great song. Year to the Day, Ballad to the Bullet. They, they all have flashes of maybe something, but they're just they're too long. The songs are way yes. too long. But Year to the Day, I actually played to my bro- my I played over a cell phone to my brother when I bought the album because I, I met Eddie I, when I this album came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met. Did him he ask and, you to sing for the band? <laughs> he. I met him in a newsstand. I was. It was I, again. I had a fight with my wife that morning. I stormed out and I went to the newsstand to go get the Sunday papers. And he walked in. I, it was right there on Laurel Canyon. And I froze. I couldn't believe it. I, I just, again, I'd fi- yeah. I'm finally, did you, finally. Did you get his autograph or did he pull out a tooth and say he can keep this or what? <laughs> well, he, when he talked to me, it flew out and he didn't, I, mean, I pretended not to notice, but I put it in my pocket. No, no cell phones at that point. No pictures. No, nothing. And, and I, I literally in my brain, I'm like, I got to get an autograph. I got to do something. What can I do? And I, and again, it's that, you know, the you guy who's hand. the hates everything. I talked to him. He goosed him. I went to him and I said, look, I'm, I have to, I'm sorry. I don't mean to bother you. And I'm very sorry, but I, I, I have to tell you how much you and your music mean to me. I have to make sure that you know this. It's, you know, it's like it was. And, and I, he was he nodding? Was he looking at you? Was he, he listening? He talked to me for 10 minutes. He was unbelievably gracious. He was so incredibly nice. He actually was buying Billboard and he opened it up to bitch to me because because uh, I told him I had just bought that and I was talking about year to the day and I told my again, the same story. It's I great that it. you knew the song titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, I played it for my brother in Chicago over the phone because he didn't have the CD yet and he listened to it that way and and he was he was incredibly friendly and nice and gracious but then he also said, uh, he goes, yeah, can you believe we can't get played? He goes, I, I was born here. I grew up here and I can't get played on KLOS in my hometown. That's crazy. And he opens up, he goes, look at this and he opened up the billboard. He goes, we're number one on the modern rock chart, the number one album and I can't get airplay in Los Angeles where I grew up. Uh, where I, I don't understand what I need to do. Did and you say, well, you need to drive out to Pasadena and say hello to Mr. Roth. <laughs> yeah, call that <laughs> go see where he's at. Um, and I hugged him, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just thanked him. And, and, uh, but I got to thank him and meet him and tell him all that. But well, that was, is a good story. Oh, it was so great. It was just to be able to see him and just go, oh, and, and when he walked in again, I was just, because oh, again, I, how oh, do you know? Like really? Oh, what crazy. The? Yeah. Cause I mean, I, yeah. b- look, I bounced and I, I got to meet Steve Vai and tell him how much his music, yeah. cause I played a song. Of his you don't know who's going to do it to you. Yeah. And I told Eddie, I said, we came into your music. Like literally, cause it, we did, we came into, I cut together a, a two and a half minute 
supercut of a, all of his songs, like all mm -hmm. of his important guitar stuff for me. And that's what my wife and I oh, like my lover boy. You like my Pretty lover much, boy. Yeah, just like that. Yeah, sure. And then I, but I cut it into Ode to Joy. Mm -hmm. So we walked in for two and a half minutes and then right at Ode to Joy, we turned around and we, and we, and saluted everybody. It was just like, I made us whatever the fuck. So I got to tell them all that stuff. A lot of people should, are thinking about walking down the aisle to the seagull seat stink rooster. <laughs> um, I think I should have. Yeah. Now look, we were, uh, I was, at a, I was, I saw, I was seeing Toto one night at the house of blues on sunset. Uh, and Eddie and, um, and Steve Lukather are friends. So Eddie was at the show. He was out on the balcony smoking. He was with Gary Sharon. And, uh, I walked over cause what I, year is this? Well, it had to be right around this period. That's what I'm wondering. If it was yeah. Sharon's in the band, yeah. it was like a, a crazy so coincidence. I walk over there and no, we knew. And I walk over there and Gary comes through the door first. I go, hey, Gary, <laughs> stupid. Why? <laughs> and he's like, hey, what's up? Stupid. And then Eddie came through and he had bibbed overalls on and no shirt. And I just completely froze. Yeah. I was just like, sure. Who knew that that would be the guy that just. That yeah. stopped you in your yeah, tracks. Got, I'm looking at literally Pete Townsend. I'm looking at your yeah, walls and the people you've met. Yeah, I couldn't. Um, yeah. I just, I, nope, couldn't I, even I say might hi be, to him. I might be like that with Dave if I met Dave, were probably. You, were you more concerned at like, how's he getting service? Because he's not wearing a shirt. Yeah, and or shoes. <laughs> was he out painting a fence? <laughs> That's what he looked like. The closest he I was had, painting it, he was painting just stripes, red, black, and white stripes. Oh, just perfect. Uh, the closest I ever came to meeting him before that was in uh, probably 89. Uh, he Rehab? Was, he was producing a band called Private Life. And uh, there was, a, a, of course, Eddie, Czech lead singer, hot blonde Czech yeah. lead singer. And they were playing Trankus the Pub in Malibu. And the rumor was Eddie was going to join them on I stage. I saw Trankus the Pub open up for Iron Maiden really? in 1982. <laughs> Where they would discount Sammy? Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, the Private Life was going to play at, at Trankus the Pub. And the rumor was Eddie was going to yeah. join them on stage. So we bought, because uh, the way Trankus did it was you had, it was like a $40 ticket and dinner. Mm -hmm. To get in to see oh, Private wow. Life because there's Ed, they're Eddie's favorite band. Mm, like gotcha. that was the that's how they build it. Like they build it like Eddie was gonna play. I absolutely know when it was when I saw Gary Sharon. It was after the album. They were working on their second album because Gary had his hair had grown out and it was like a kind of like a um a sideshow bob and he had it dry, dyed like golden blonde. Oh boy. And um I remember that, and yeah. I know this because on the Van Halen website, they put pictures at the time. We're in the studio recording the second album with Gary and you sent me that and Danny Korchmar yeah. was producing it. And then that never happened. No. That album never, nothing ever happened. Yeah. That was never finished. Because Dave. Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we go to see Private Life at Trankus and mm -hmm. uh, we buy tickets and and we I, I sit through an entire concert of Private Life. And in the, and the <laughs> Eddie's there. He and Valerie are up in the loft and he actually leaned forward and, and like held a drink to everybody and mm -hmm. they're chanting his name, chanting his name, never comes out on stage, never plays. What I was never, that band like? Uh, they were very much, you know, you know, Femme Fatale was? Yes. Remember them? Yeah. Very much like Femme Fatale. They're a metal, you know, there's an 80s metal rock band, yeah. poppy, rocky, sheeny rock. Giant hair. Uh, yeah, with a with a chick lead singer. Okay. And uh, and I liked it, you know, they, and yeah. she was really good and they were a good bar band with that was really good and but we were there to see Eddie. We were yeah. open to see Eddie. And also, and that's the night that fucking Mike Tyson got knocked out by Buster Douglas. And I skipped it to go <laughs> to pay $40 oh, yeah, we watched to eat that dinner and see Eddie. Yeah. So it was that night, literally. Because I'm thinking that pay-per-view. Again, no internet, no phones. And that went around the crowd. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. That, yeah. that didn't really happen. But it did. As I sat there and watched Eddie drink a gimlet in a fucking <laughs> rafters and not come down and play. All right. So there is no Van Halen activity from 1998 like, until 2004. When Sammy, but that's the dark years. Yeah, and that's when Sammy comes back. Yeah, 
and they record three new songs for the best of both worlds, liner notes by David Wilde. Um, and, uh, well, you play the first, the first single was, uh, it's about time. And this, this had some flashes of something. Again, you hear it and you go, Oh, they can do this again. They can still do it. Yeah. Simmons says turn. I called you when we got yeah. this. Remember, and I'm like, dude, dude. The lyrics are almost autobiographical. Painted red on black, Eddie's guitar is what we think it is. Produced by Glenn Ballard. Really? Yeah, of uh, Alanis Morissette fame. Okay. Uh, There's another song on here. There's two other songs. Let's hear one of them, Kyle. (laughs) I knew this was coming. (laughs) Here we go. Great music, though with wasted lyrics even if it is the guitar run from why can't this be love <laughs> cherries on bananas leave the back door open what It's like an Elmer Fudd lyric. This song sounds like it was written by Guy Fieri. Oh my God. It's that bad. It's like that corny, awful. Nothing against Guy Fieri. Up for breakfast. Yes. And again, I like the music. Is Eddie's Eddie? But man, lyrics are horrific. Horrendous. Now here's what happens. And I remember you and I, because again, we heard the first one. We heard it's about time. Flip, flop, slip, flop, 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 floop, floop. Yeah. Then that song is so bad that almost no one even mentions the next song because it's, you don't even want to go any further after no, that. Because after up for this breakfast. Song, and this song so is called uh, Learning to See. I, I don't even know anything. It's yeah. it's almost like it doesn't even exist. But let's listen to it. Time after time we walk past the window and never see Sounds like a balance outtake. Yeah. Give to live four harmonics. He's just, he's still, even adult, he's a fucking genius. I mean, it's just a big who cares. Oh. 
no. just, it's nothing. Though. It's sour. It's just nothing. Yeah. So they put this album out. They got three new tracks and, and they tour. And unfortunately, when they regroup with Dave a few years later. Well, let's talk about this tour. Well, but I want to say, unfortunately, is when they regroup with Dave, Dave got good Eddie and Sammy got bad Eddie on this tour. Yes. He got he got ninja ponytail hole in your <laughs> hole in the toe of your boot, Eddie. Yes. Just he got hobo Eddie. Hobo Eddie, that's what you call him. That's yeah, what, yeah. And that's what I was looking it for. It was unfortunate because that, this is the, this is the most sad because these are guys I've loved since I was eleven years old. Yeah, this is this is a sad state and of events. Seeing this live show, uh, you, we saw it together. Yes, we did. And yeah, I saw it. I saw it in Worcester, and then we saw it in L.A. Yeah, and um, man, and Eddie and his solo tried to play the opening to "Women in Love" off of Van Halen too, and he couldn't play it. And we've got Kyle looking up Hobo Eddie. Some teeth are missing in, in, during this. <laughs> There's a couple photos that are bad. I mean, you'll you'll really see them in, I in mean, the early 2000s. And we know after the fact that Mike and Mike and Sam traveled together, and Eddie and Alex traveled together. It's just yeah, they were separate. They traveled the whole tour separately. Um, it Eddie was a money making sham for the fans, and that's that's why I called him Howard Hughes Eddie. I mean, his fingernails yeah. got crazy long. His hair was ridiculous. Yeah, he wore ripped clothing. Skinny he, though, he, looked he, great. Body was great <laughs> because he's ripped. He's just doing heroin the whole uh, fucking yeah. time or whatever or coke, and and he was he was a shell. Uh, and like I said, that's when he fell in with these fucking grifters and these porn dudes. And that's yep. when they started to hang out with him and they were, they were using him. And, and th- thank God he met Janie, you know what yep. I mean? And then thank God Wolf grew up to be a musician. Oh, yeah. Just, look at that picture him out right there. This. Right there. That one. Yeah. Is it the one where he's squinting and making the face? Yeah. That's yeah. a bad one. That's a terrible one. Um, so, um, but he couldn't on stage. Remember we were there and I, I, I got sad. I was just like, yeah. oh my God, because he was almost, it was almost like watching him fall down. Like watching a great yep. athlete fall down because he was trying to play his solo. And look, the solo is, should he change it up from cathedral, interruption, and all those things? Maybe. But still, when you watch it, it's it's still astonishing to I see. I always wanted him to just noodle in the solo. Of I just course. wanted him to just but reform he, it every night. But on Different Kind of Truth, on that tour, he did. I mean, he has the set mm. pieces that he plays. But again, he's still married to the mentality of these fans want to see this and these are my yeah, signature yeah. bits, so I have to do them. Rather than having giving himself the freedom to realize that the fans he could fucking sneeze and they'd go crazy. The, um, uh, now I can't really, I mean, Eddie was so, it was so sad for Eddie. Was Alex on point? Yeah. I mean, but, but was also Sam, was Sammy on point. I didn't think so. Remember at that point, he was, he a little was rough too. He Sammy was, was a little rough, but he, he wasn't rough because of, um, but his perform- no, his, but his performance is rough because he was older and then they, and they had no chemistry at all. And he he was just, not giving him any, you know, that he had nothing to play off of. It was just like a slog. It was like, Oh, we got to do another show with yes. Hobo Eddie, which is funny because Ed, you know, one of my favorite quotes from Sammy is, uh, I, I never dog it. I never, ever give a bad performance, uh, you know, on purpose on stage because, whether those, whether it's one, another city for me, I go on stage. Those people have babysitters. They've paid money. They bought tickets. Yeah. They might've been waiting a year. Some of these people are seeing me for, for the first time and may never see me again. Yep. So why would I go be fucking bad for these people? I and went I've twice to that. that tour. Cause I'm like, I don't know if this will ever happen again. <laughs> right. Right. And it yeah. didn't. Well, once we saw the, the, I mean, that show in LA was again, he couldn't play. And that's why it's in it's, his hometown. Yes. Yeah. And my favorite redemption story is that, you know, cause that's Valerie's favorite song. And that's, that's the song Wolf wanted him to play. So mm-hmm. then when they tour with Wolf, uh, he's like, we're playing Women in Love. Because you can't it, party when your son's with you. Right, right. Well, and but, but he got cleaned up anyway yeah. when he married Janie and he became, 
he did a complete 180. He's and now he's the or he'd be dead. He's a good right. He's but now he's a guitar elder statesman that everybody looks to, and also he's he kills it. I mean, in the different kind of truth tour, he was a fucking freight train every night. He was so goddamn good. Like I, I mean, I went with I was dating someone at the time we'd never seen them, mm-hmm. and she's just like, I can't believe he's sixty whatever years old because it was ridiculous what he was doing, and he played women in love. Note and, and that's and it was such a that's what I'm saying. It was such a home run because I'd seen him with you fall all over himself and ruin yeah. it. And then to see him with Wolf to play it, it was just, it was fantastic. It was, it was, I was such a great triumph. It was like this weird Rudy comeback story to see Eddie be able to be so damn good on the different kind of truth tours. Kyle, what's your favorite Van Halen song with David Lee Roth? Um, I don't know off the top of my head. I mean, I like Jump a lot. I mean, that's I do like kind of Jump. everyone says. I don't get sick of Jump. Yeah. Do like when it comes on the radio, I still turn that thing up. Yeah. It's, it's like shook me all night long with me. I love it. Yes, it's a, it's a classic single. It's, yeah, it's a great song. Um, uh, is there a better guitarist than Eddie Van Halen? Well, again, you're going to get all the arguments of people and technology. Yeah, and technically, even even Eddie would tell you, you know, Alan Holdsworth and those dudes, you know, because there's dudes you don't even fucking know, you know. Um, for me, no. For me, you know, I feel the way Zappa felt when he heard it, and he was just like, "This guy's reinventing and changing everything we've ever done." And and that's why I'm saying that I saw him. He's 65 or whatever. When I see him on the different kind of truth tour, and every every night he's a fucking monster. If and I, still fast as hell, but also tone and feel. Mm. That's the thing. He wasn't just fast. I mean, yeah. all those other dudes could be fast. He could be yeah. uh, uh, the the idiot from Autograph who who, who opened for him and stuff oh, like please. that. All, but I'm saying don't those, say Autograph ever on this show <laughs> unless you're talking about standing out behind the Canyon Club. But there were gunslinger guys who always came along, and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, that guy's always the fastest. He's this. He's that." I mean, I love mm. like like Michael Angelo Badio. I mean, guys like that. But mm. Eddie for feel and tone and chops and and for for memorable music. I mean, he's to me. He's the best. He's the greatest. You know, is this guy better than Eddie? Kyle, could you play that song from the the music made me do it? For Mike. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what song I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. One second. What's it called? Backstrap or something? Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Well, it sounds good already. I well, mean, I, I don't know who this could possibly be, but I'm looking forward to having my feelings challenged on who I think is the best of all time. I think you're. I get, this guy. I think this guy and this song in particular is going to give Eddie Van Halen a little run for its money. I think it's eight, number eight. Okay. Nope, it's not that one. It might be six. Yeah, maybe six. Okay. There you go. Well, I don't know where they come from, but they sure do come. I hope they come from the swamp. I like a buck, but a dough will do. I'm mostly here for the wrong. They give a backstrap fever. What the hell is this? A bow and arrow and a 30 on six. I'm sneaking hard through the woods. I'm sure having fun and I'm getting my kicks. I hope I leave with the good. That's brand new Ted Nugent. That's him. Strap Fever from his album The Music Made Me Do It, released two weeks ago, as of this record. Oh my Christ. Well, uh, well, first of all, they've done something to his voice. They they put it through a, a an effect machine because he doesn't that doesn't sound it's they put one a of those silencer on him. <laughs> it might have a muzzle more like um, yeah, dude. I mean they that because I mean it, listening to it, it, it just doesn't because he had a personality yeah. in his voice, and maybe it's that thing where he because he can't push it anymore, so he's just kind of talk singing. He's or something. seventy. Yeah, yeah, and that's and fine. Everybody gets old. Yes. That's why you know. But why when, would you remake your 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 signature song as a hunting song? 
It, is it the theme song to like one of his bad TV shows? No, it's just on his album. The music made me do it. Oh, see, that's like fucking beans and cornbread Steven Tyler oh, bullshit, it's right? It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. There are some five-star reviews on Amazon for this. Oh, there for are. Let's read, read a couple of those for me, <laughs> Uncle please. Still, Ted's still going strong. Great CD and the DVD is awesome, too. I bet it is not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, here's a, here's a good one. Understanding that hippies will give this album bad reviews as Ted is anti-drug. Keep in mind, this is rock music. Ted Nugent is in the same vein as ACDC. You either like him or you don't. With that said, if you're upset that the music is not sensitive, you have plenty of time to learn about Ted's style. I'm glad Ted is still rocking, and I'm glad he didn't destroy himself with drugs like so many others. They, they... People just make up enemies. Like what? What hippies are are? I don't like rock. You know, it's just it's just so stupid. And then, uh, whatever. Fucking who looked so more dumb. like a hippie in the seventies than Ted Nugent? Ted Nugent, fucking cotton. You know, raccoon tail shit in his pants and yelling and I mean all that crazy shit. <laughs> this one says bunch of idiots that give this one star are not rock fans nor have seen Ted live and don't get Ted sound. I wonder what the lyric is when he gets to the part that she, I, I make the pussy purr with the stroke of my hand. I wonder what he says in this new version. I'm afraid to even get there. Uh, I can look up the lyrics. I bet the lyrics aren't online yet, but you can look them up, and certainly I hope you find them. Uh, Backstrap fever. What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> please. Oh, are they there? Please let them be there. <gasps> yeah. Uh, so what, what part would it be? Well, I make the pussy purr with the stroke on my hand. So what's he saying? Anything? Uh, uh, well, I got my bow. And, it must be that. Well, I, I got my bow and arrow and a 30-06. Oh, boy. I'm sneaking hard, hard through, through the, the woods. woods. <laughs> oh, my God. That is the worst. I got to look these so, up. Someone said this is the best music made in 2018. <laughs> And again, you that love, guy woke up from a coma three weeks ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you you love what you love, and and that's fine. But what's funny is hardcore Nugent fans should hear that and just go, well, "I'm I'm glad Ted's keeping himself busy." <laughs> like there's you can't listen to that and go, "Oh yeah, no, that's I'm glad you did this. I'm it's so great that you finally remade Cat Scratch Fever oh, into something you. different." Uh, I mean, I get mad when I hear the 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 edited version of Cat Scratch Fever, where he says, "I, I got it from some kitty next door." I yeah. mean, that that makes me mad. Well, here's the lyrics here. Well, I got my bow and arrow and a thirty out six. I'm sneaking hard through the woods. I'm sure having fun and I'm getting my kicks. I hope I leave with the goods. Ooh, wow, uh, uh, it's sometimes dangerous. I feel no pain. I got to try, try, try. Uh, I put the arrow in the. I put the arrow in the pump station. The beast is gonna die. The pump die. The Won't you back my strap? That doesn't even make sense. Uh, oh. This one here, this is the last one I read. Wow, an awesome CD. This is a must buy for anyone that truly loves great music. It's oh Ted Nugent at his best. Mr. Nugent is a great American as well. Freedom, freedom, freedom. Wait to hear this next lyric. <laughs> it's always fun in the spirit of the wild. I cannot wait for the nut. I take I take careful aim for the heart and the lungs, but sometimes hit him in the butt. No. Yes. No. Even I'm not that lame to make that up. Backstrap oh. fever. What a mess. <laughs> Backstrap fever. Dude, that is, that, it's just, I mean, but it's all a grift. 
And again, he's just he's literally selling Red Hats this fucking album to go, yeah, let's stick it to the libs by listening to me killing snakes or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I mean, that's just awful, oh, man. Oh, yeah. How does he not have a song called MAGA? He, I, I'm sure he does in concert, you know what I mean, or something. Probably. Oh, Christ. I mean, I, again, Unbelievable. we saw him shooting arrows into what, and talking about Jesse Jackson and all that bullshit. Yep. I mean, years ago, millions of years ago. He said to a guy, smile so I can see you from the stage. Yes, we were uh, there. An African-American man. Yes, sir. Okay, real quick, we did see Gary Sharon in concert on the Van Halen 3 tour. We did. He did do a good job in concert because he sang everything. Yeah. Sang the whole catalog. Yeah. And, and gave Eddie, us all. And he looked good. Looked Eddie rock star thin. Good. Eddie looked horrible. Eddie looked like Ichabod Crane had just swooped in somehow. He was wearing a turtleneck. Yep. And some jeans. Yeah. Uh, and in the middle of summer because yep. it was 4th of July. Yep. Long hair. The hair looked great. Yeah. Alex had a neck brace on. Neck brace. <laughs> Yeah, they just they just looked like they were on their last legs, and, yeah. and it was almost like we went as a because this is how bad they how far they had fallen. We got free tickets free from tickets. a gas station, free tickets to the gas station for to go, and, and not like you want to see Van Halen, not like a dude was there by the gas no, pump. That was a it was a promo. Deal. Oh, yeah, fill up you, your tank, and you'll get tickets to see Van Halen. No, That's how far Slurpee. they had fallen. Buy yeah. a pack of gum, which Van is Halen why tickets. then. For them to come back with different kind of truth, such a fantastic album. And for me, I saw them sold out in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I saw them two, twice sold out yep. in L.A. Because uh, people were were happy that they were back, whether Dave was Dave and whatever you want to get into and all that stuff. But 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 it, I'm I'm glad I'm so glad they made it back. Before we play dreams to play us out, Mike, tell us where we can find you. Uh, you guys can get me at mike at mikeschmidtcomedy.com. You guys can be my friend at facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. The 40-year-old boy podcast is available on iTunes. You can find it there. Subscribe, please. That'd be fantastic. Uh, I'm also on Instagram and Snapchat at mike40yob. That's mike40yob. And I have a Twitch channel called The 40-Year-Old Boy. Uh, and it's the number 40, 40, the 40-year-old 40 boy is my Twitch channel. And the YouTube channel, the 40-year-old boy YouTube channel is there. Subscribe. I do live streams. Uh, I'm going to start playing games on Twitch. It's uh, it's going to be a whole thing. So please find me where you can. Make a note of the time code. Kyle, I want to cut all that out. <laughs> uh, Kyle, where Just can play, we find you? Know, you? Play the seagulls think a rule over it. <laughs> <laughs> or before it. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, you're at Kyle Dotson funny. Yep. Tell us though about the stuff you do with AOK. You didn't ever talk about AOK, your job. You love that job. I do like that job. Yeah. Follow them, uh, at this is AOK.com. Go to the AOK YouTube channel. There are a bunch of funny videos and cartoons there and you can waste hours of your time watching that. Uh, we are at rock solid show. I am at Pat underscore Francis. Go to rocksolidpodcast.com. That's where you'll find about t-shirts and the Patreon page. Let me tell you about the Patreon page people for $5. It's November 25th. You're not going to hear this episode till February 2nd. And you can hear it right now for $5 a month. That's it. $5 a month. That's $1.25 a week. And I promise this. If you sign up for the Rock Solid Patreon page, in future episodes, Kyle will open his mouth when he speaks. <laughs> uh, I just don't think Van Halen's really in Kyle's wheelhouse. So he's doing I don't like doing... to listen to someone masturbate on their guitar for two minutes of a five-minute song. How about that? Wow. Now are you guys going to go to Blues? I'd love to. I mean, if that's the thing I can do. <laughs> can that be, if we film it for the ASAP Club. <laughs> you guys can twitch or vamp or whatever the fuck you do. Crunk. Are you on Crunk? I'm going to give him some backstrap fever. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, what else was I going to say? Um, what's, is, is Van Halen as a band, are they done? Yes. Is it done? Yes. It's fan. over. Yeah. Dave, Dave lives half the year in Japan. Uh, I don't think he has any interest in making any more music. Certainly not with them. Not like that kind of rock music. Yeah. Uh, I think the last two tours they they made such bank. Yeah. And and Eddie 
you know, they, I, when I, I was overwhelmed looking, you know, you, you told me to go. So I did a deep dive on Wikipedia and I looked at yeah, the sales. I didn't tell you to like do that. that. I just said, listen to these albums. Which was fine. But I wanted to go and I said, I checked out Wikipedia to see the sales. Because uh, we always hear that thing where they're like, oh, these rock stars lost their money. Oh my God, these guys are broke. That's why they must be going back on the road. And you know, my argument is like, if you're a rock star, why would you ever quit that job? Right. right. Um, I think Eddie is content. I think Eddie's happy. I think Eddie is thrilled to see Wolf continue and do mm-hmm. his music. And, um, you know, he's putting up Instagram photos of him with his little his Polynesian and Janie, and he's a happy man. And I, I think he's he's established a legacy of music. And Was he Paris Hilton? Uh, and again, it's funny to see him. I mean, he put out a goofy Instagram Snapchat thing of his head in a turkey. I mean, just he's 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 growing What's old. he, Joey from Friends? You know what he is? He's a 60, he's a 69 year old dude who's retired and, uh, and has right. all the money in the world. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, so okay. I think I think they're done. Yes. All right, uh, uh, r- let's rank the albums. Let's see if we can agree. Number one for Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. Yes, clearly. Number two, 5150. Um, yes, clearly. Number three, OUA you would say OUA12. Yes. I do like some of that cheesy stuff on balance, so for me, it's it could be either one. Okay. I but say but we agree with the top two. Kyle, album cover-wise, what's the best album cover of those um, four? Hmm. I think 5150 is the most artistic one. Okay, then followed by... For unlawful carnage knowledge, and then the other ones you could throw in the you dumpster. Throw in the dumpster. All right, Mike. Thanks for doing this. Thank you for asking. I me. don't know what we'll do next, but we'll do something because you're always uh, uh, you're always fun. Talk well, more. Talk this, the next time. This Speak doesn't up. air. This doesn't air till 2020. So I think by then there will be musical so developments. Okay, the ASAP Club <laughs> is going to get this uh, in three seconds. Nice. All right, take us out with dreams. I believe. I believe this was played at former uh, guest co-host Brian Noonan's wedding. I think he said they went into the church or left the church. That's awesome. With the song Dreams. Terrific. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Kyle. Thanks, dude. Mm-hmm.